Welcome to Oil & Whiskey, an Ironclad Original. I am Josh Henning. I'm Phil Gerber. I'm Jeremy Gerber. Welcome to Oil & Whiskey, an Ironclad Original, presented by Blade HQ. They've got the knives to fit any hand, any belt, any job, and any budget. Just go to bladehq.com slash whiskey to shop their selection of knives. Thought I was going to have a new knife from Blade HQ this week, but there was a delay in shipping. Wah, wah. So, got something new coming for you. And I checked out those petrified fish. Pretty yeah. cool brand. Yeah. Got some cool little cleavers and stuff. I'll tell you who's got something new. Who's there's, there's somebody with some. Yeah, this, guy. this guy. This guy. Yeah. This guy right here. Got, got oh, I got here? a heater in my pocket right now. Do you really? Oh, yeah. Whip it out. Yeah. It's wintertime. Are you ready? So. Yeah, go ahead. Right now? Yeah. I It's perfect for the end of the year podcast, the last one, because I have been trying to get my hands on this for about a year. So, oh, oh you're going to be so jealous. Yep. Bam. That is the J-H-O, that's the number 22, I yep. think they call it. So damn sexy. Those brass yeah, inlays yeah. just got me. Super cool. Quite possibly the coolest knife in my collection right now. Next to, of course, wow. the one that you guys made me, which is always number one. But No, I, that's, this is, that's really cool. So bitch, and it popped up. You know, they're like a limited release. They drop them. Yeah. I jumped on, uh, couldn't sleep, laying up, two in the morning. They drop Drops, bam, I'm on it. Wake my wife up. I'm like, hey, I had to PayPal it. Yeah. I don't use PayPal, right? Wake her I'm up. Surprised you can Give me the code. Again, Give me the code. Yeah. There's something really special about like those limited edition drops and being able to yeah. get it. It sucks when you can't get one. Which is most so, of the time. Right. But, yeah, uh, I'm feeling good about that. Pretty sweet piece. All right. Today is a very special episode. We're, we wanted to kind of blow it out, do something a little, little special, a little nicer for the end of the year. The last uh, last podcast of the season, maybe, possibly, something like that. Ever, possibly. Yeah, possibly it, it ever. Could be. We'll see how <laughs> yeah. this one goes. It could be forever. Uh, so we we wanted to kind of do this as like a live, not really live, kind of live -ish. live call-in show and uh, have some friends, have some uh, fans, have some people we've never met before come on and ask us some questions, and uh, we'll see. The beauty of the not live part is we can kind of cut it out so like if we we'll fuck it up i'm sure the listeners will bring probably yeah probably great questions, great questions. we'll just fail to answer yeah, answer we'll, them in and like we a, won't do our part <laughs> yeah. but we won't let anybody see us not doing our part of course, yeah, it'll come off when you see right. this this is going to come off super professional right you guys but, ready yeah let's, let's let it, it roll man let's yeah, bring people, the who do we have uh, who do we have up first let's bring them brian cruz coming on in cool cruiser a little scared for this one. I think he's going to be naked, honestly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Knowing Brian Cruz, I mean, he brings the energy. What's up? Oh, Brian Cruz from Cruisers Customs. What's going on? Man, just winding it down for the day. You guys heading out to SEMA? We are. Nice. We're actually going to get to fly this year, though. We're not taking anything. Uh, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Man, I tell you what. It's a lot less stress. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> a lot quicker, a lot quicker transport too. Oh man, I'm telling you. So, uh, how many, how many you guys got going? We got like uh, two and a half. One's already out there. <laughs> Just a half. Yeah, good guys is handling it, so it's there, done, yeah. out of our hair. Right on. And then we got uh, a Chevelle and, a, and the GN. Cool. Get Very tucks. cool. So what you what you got for us today, Brian? Now we didn't, unfortunately, we didn't 
pre-read any of these questions. We don't know what. Nor do we pre-read any, no, any of the questions. We don't know no. what's coming. So his is actually to be determined. Yeah, we're going to be. We're a little nervous to see what Brian's br bringing. But <laughs> let's. Uh, well, I mean, I think I speak with for a lot of the people in the industry with this question, and it's kind of two questions. You know, it's a, it's loaded a little bit, but uh, you know. Are you guys going to do the Roadster Shop party? And are you going to do the best on RS? Oh, man. That's uh, well, the thing is, this one's this here, probably going to air after SEMA. Oh. So, yeah, you guys weren't there. Yeah, no, we it. It, it was, was fucking fun. awesome, man. It was, uh, yeah. So, the, you know, go ahead. Unfortunately, man, this year we are not going to be doing the party. We, uh, okay. we still had our, you know, Kind of hang ups on it whether SEMA is going to be returning back to what it was not now but pre COVID ten months ago yeah, when we, we to, when you have to start preparing for the party correct yeah things mellowed out since then and honestly I wish we would have went for it but yeah, uh, yeah, it was okay. a lot of a lot of uncertainty there hopefully next year I mean I think we're moving back into some normalcy and we'll blow it out next sure. year it's, it's a monumental un, uh, undertaking and to want to continue to try to be better year after year, it would have been an even bigger undertaking. Um, and that would have been, you know, right around the first of the year to try and get everything going and planning. And at that point in time, there was a lot of uncertainty. Um, so damn world we live in today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, to back up that last party y'all did, you boys are going to have to come, come with it. Yeah, that no, the T-Mobile arena was like, book. that's the problem. Right? <laughs> there was a Raiders game. Yeah. <laughs> we couldn't find a spot that we could land the helicopter. That was, you know, that was a big hang-up for me. <laughs> I was planning on, like, dropping in, you know, and... Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. let's face it. When Florida Georgia Line broke up... Oh, could have been the... Uh, right. The nail in the coffin yeah, right there. Exactly. What are you going to do about entertainment? But were, you, were you heartbroken over that, Josh? No, I laughed and laughed and laughed. I thought it was funny. Yeah, because now they'll both have solo careers. It's twice the Florida Georgia line to listen to. Double, you. double the listen. <laughs> Are they going to split it up as Florida and Georgia? Oh, boy. Yeah. I don't know. But hopefully we'll have now a year to plan and we can do it justice and do it right. Besides the alcohol, what did you enjoy about that? And you were sick, and too. You showed up like about I to die. Sick. Yeah, I think I had COVID, honestly. You know, I think appreciate you showing up uh, to the party with it. Well, yeah, hell, I didn't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was sick as hell. And uh I remember that. I know the feeling that that gave me being a part of that and uh winning a best on RS, you know, runner up deal. I mean, that was epic for me. It was killer. Um well that thing deserved it for sure. Yeah. Well, I appreciate Next that level car for sure. We got a love hate relationship. That car and I do. They're but, all uh, that. They're all that way, aren't they? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but man, it was you know intimidating for sure for me being in that room with all of those builders and you know the just the quality of stuff that they do and and hell being up on the stage with those with those other guys. I mean, it was awesome. And for somebody else to be in in my shoes to do that again, that would be, that's the main thing, you know, yeah, sure. I like the party. <laughs> I mean, it was just that the whole best on RS deal and the, you know, the leading up to it and 
all that jazz was awesome. Well, it's good to hear that on a, you know, honest conversation to hear the other side. So we, we did it for the reasons we thought, you know, was, was the right reasons, but you don't really ever hear. You hear a lot of good things the next day about 11 o'clock when everybody starts rolling in, you know, and, <laughs> and at that point, it's just kind of like, yeah, that was awesome. Well, <laughs> yeah, you get that, but it is good to hear that. And, and who knows? Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe it'll come back. Well, Stay that's, tuned. that's awesome. I mean, it's, uh, like I said, it was great. Uh, I think it'd be great for the industry. I mean, I looked at it as just as much credit as, to me, Battle of the Builders. I mean, of course, Battle of the Builders is awesome, but they didn't have no badass party like that. That's true. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was uh, just an amazing feeling being amongst all your all your peers, guys you look up to. So absolutely. much talent, so many bitching cars, and everybody lets their guard down. It's competitive, but it's not competitive. Just an, it is an awesome vibe. Like you said, just the feeling in the room you know you said it was intimidating for you you should see what it was like for us i mean we we went there thinking this is going to be like like we we're going to be the nerdy kids at the high school prom you know like sitting in the corner and nobody's going to show up and like nobody's coming to our party oh, but it uh it's, it's a, a hell surreal, of a time surreal moment we were up i mean not to take too long we were up on the steps at that latest venue at the very top you know when we were getting everything looking going over. and we looked over and we were all three looking at each other like can we, you think that we could like come up with an excuse to cancel this? Like, Cause this is bad. Like this is a huge place. Start putting free drink signs outside. Yeah. Cause the, well, you're, you're, Las Vegas Boulevard to get you're scared in. to death that it's going to be a failure. Um, but then fast forward to the heat of the moment and that place is just packed and yeah. you see the line coming in that it's very humbling on that side for sure. Well, Brian, yeah, man, it was nuts. I appreciate you guys having me and for sure, dude. Have safe travels in the Vegas. Yep. See you in Vegas. Good to see you, bud. Yeah. Thanks, man. Out there, man. All right, guys. Take Later. care. Appreciate Later. it. All right. Later. Cam, what's up? All the way from Australia. Good morning, guys. That's what I was looking oh, for. The future. Man. man, that's good. How's it going, dude? <laughs> the future is good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we've never we've never met, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, Owner-operator detail have been going 12 years and just in regional Victoria down near Melbourne. And yeah, been listening to you guys since the first episode and love it. And I, I tell you what, I know you're tired of hearing about this, but we don't, we don't get a lot of uh, Aussies on the, on the show, but I don't understand how his accent makes him sound like he knows what he's talking about. But my accent is the exact opposite. Because you're from Alabama. Yeah, I He's know. From I, get, Australia. I get that, but right. I'm just saying an, an accent is an accent. And, yeah, sure. Yeah, mine right. is like yeah, some are good, some are bad. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're surprised I've got shoes on when I'm talking. You know, he sounds like he's you know an engineer or something. Yeah. Right. So you know. Right. Yeah. You know, I know. I. One hundred. A lot of self awareness. Dead horse. Yeah. Here. Okay. Uh, so what do you got for us, Cam? Uh, not much. An easy one. I racked my head on what to ask, and I was. Thought I'd go down there. Have you guys ever tried an Australian whiskey? We have not. No, I didn't, didn't know. know. Yeah, didn't know there was a such thing. What's the difference? Not much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I saw there was one when I was at uh liquor store down the street. There was something 
Australian. Australian. I don't remember the name. Had a kangaroo on it. Yeah. Kookaburra licorice. <laughs> and it, see, my, my problem is when it ventures outside of bourbon, like my bourbon collection is vast and out of control. And if I start, that's why I don't like mess with a lot of other liquors or like craft beers, because if I get involved in something else, number one, there's no room for it. Number two, it's just, it's just out of control. So what would be a good Australian whiskey to start with to try? Uh, Ned, named after our famous outlaw and uh, bush ranger Ned Kelly. Is that something? So that's can, a good one. Is that something you can get here in the states? Do you know? I don't know, but I'm sure I could send you a bottle. Oh, we would we would absolutely give that a give that a run and a review. Has it got like little, oh, little bits of kangaroos in there, or what? What do they do differently <laughs> in the? I don't think that's. <laughs> I don't think that's no, 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 no. We just ride right. them to work. We don't put them in the <laughs> <laughs> It's been lining up the Australian jokes here. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, bring them all. I'm used to them. <laughs> uh, you're going to be going out to SEMA by any chance? Not this year. I went three years ago. Okay. And I plan on going next year again. Awesome. We'll have to, you have to look us up when you get out there, man, next year for sure. And uh, who knows? To... From the previous question, maybe we'll do the best on RS again. We'll have to have Cam out and talk about our our new found love for Australian whiskey. We'll trade oh. you. We'll send you some good American bourbon in exchange. Yeah, it sounds like a deal. RS swag as well. You know. Yeah, shoot. Sounds good. I'll uh, D- DM us I'll... an address. We'll we'll send you something that's pretty solid. Very nice. I'll send you some uh, Aussie food too. It's, it you better not be Vegemite. Well, that'll be in there, but you'll get tiny fitties <laughs> and uh, all the other good stuff. Awesome, Tams. Awesome, Cam. Nice to meet you, and thanks for thanks for calling in. You and, too. Uh, good, good question, man. It got you thinking. You know, we're gonna have to, we're gonna start yeah. seeking out that Australian. Wish I had now. a better answer for that. But yeah, a no is an answer. It is. <laughs> all thanks, right, man. Cam, good I to meet you. It. Thank you. No, right, thanks, guys. All right. Yeah. Mike Cook, what's up? What's up? What's going on? Uh, you know, ending the day here at the shop. I hear you. The world famous Mike Cook, son, <laughs> son of Steve Cook from Steve Cook Auto Restorations out in out in OKC, right? It's Steve Cook Creations. Cr- well, creations. Auto Restoration is different. Steve yeah, Cook. Disrespect. Yeah. Amateur, right. Amateur hour over here. <laughs> And what's up, dude? What do you got for us? So, the chick that's in the video with the white giveaway truck. I know where this is going. like midgets. <laughs> uh, are you allowed to say that? He is. I am. Are you? I don't know if you are, but I am. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, the tag on my car says evil midget. Right. <laughs> like, I have an Oklahoma license plate, evil midget. Uh, man, we'll I don't know. Reach out to her and see. Yeah. I thought the question was going a different direction because there was, you know, there was some feedback about the, you know, north of the neckline on that one. No? Well, I thought it was awesome. <laughs> right? No? Am I going there? <laughs> okay. I mean. Here's the keys. <laughs> you're four, I'm driving. You're four yep. foot tall. <laughs> well, when you're four foot tall, you're eye level. Dude, that's this is well. This is true. Was was good. Uh, Yeah, I think that's probably my my because I'm just a little bit above that, not much, right? (laughs) But I was disqualified, you know. I think pretty quickly because I wasn't even there. But I feel like I should have been, shouldn't, should have experienced that. 
I could reach out to her, have Spencer hit her up. Yes. How was your take on that on that marketing? We got some we got some wide range of feedback on that. I I'm jealous that we don't get to do more stuff like that around here. Like we did a kind of pinup shoot with a couple of the cars for it was a calendar to raise money for something of some sort, but you did it for a good uh, cause. Yeah. And this uh, chick friend of mine came over with our photographer and they used the galaxy and my dad's 46 and uh, it turned out cool. That's awesome. So you, uh, I guess you finished up wrapped up with the Royal garage with Courtney and stuff. Are you, you glad that's over or looking forward to coming back? Yes. There's a double-edged sword out there. <laughs> I, I'm glad it's over. Um, you know, I've been watching the episodes. We'll watch and be here tomorrow. Um, riding out to SEMA with him, and we're having a watch party here in Oklahoma City for the last of the eight straight episodes they're showing. But, uh, uh, you know, it was different. It was hard. Obviously, timelines are way different than what we're all used to. So, um, knowing different budgets, uh, me not ever knowing the budget was hard. But <laughs> would that have been? Karen, oh, that's so pretty. And you're like, no, it's wavy and looks terrible. <laughs> like, ah, it's not always as quite as reality as you think. But it's cool, you know. It is fun going to like a local car show and just walking around and people are like, man, I bet you're tired. We just saw you on TV yesterday and now you're at our show. And I'm like, no, I didn't, I didn't do that yesterday. Not yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not live. <laughs> oh, awesome. You got any big stunts planned coming up? Jumping the cripple cart more at SEMA. It's definitely his biggest stunt coming up. Uh, no, just kind of playing it by ear. Uh, I do have a movie coming out in May. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, I've never actually been in a movie before. Uh, well, one that comes out in the theater. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, one, that one took me, that one took me a minute. Uh. Hello. It'll be out. It's a Martin Scorsese movie with DiCaprio and De Niro in it. Um, super excited about that. that. Congratulations, man! Congratulations. That is, that is cool. Thank you. If you're gonna be out so there at SEMA, it, we'll 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 hook up, man. We'll have to uh, we'll have to hang do out. It. Yeah, I'll be riding around wherever you know. Sweet. Uh, we'll get you an answer. That's on all I got coming up. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll send some uh, messages uh, to the uh, talent and. Uh, I guess we'll have to figure out how to best phrase that question. <laughs> I think you why don't just you gotta, send, why don't you send me a send me a picture and I'll just say swipe left or right. I don't know which one's a good one. I, I think George Strait wrote a song about it and it was check yes or no. Check Ever? yes or no. Yeah. yeah, we'll just send a little picture. A little, yeah. <laughs> that picture could be dangerous. <laughs> uh, we'll see you soon, man. Come by and see us. All Thanks, right. dude. See you guys. Later, right, man. Later. Bye. Oh, the world famous Tim Palazzolo from Gap Racing Industries Manufacturing Worldwide Extraordinaire. What's going on? Uh, not much. How are you guys? Doing good. good man. How about you? Yeah, uh, 
was getting ready for SEMA 2030, I think, is what we're trying to go for. <laughs> You'll still be late. You know? <laughs> Here we start now, we may make it on time. How's things, dude? It's been a while. It has been a while. I am getting back into everything now that the building's done and we're uh, finally getting staffing back and you know getting used to the parts delays and stuff we're uh we're gonna be ready next year nice man how's yeah. the new shop looks absolutely badass in uh social media it is not big enough and it's like three times bigger than i had before yeah. which is crazy you said no it's funny how that works isn't it shops and trailers yeah, yeah dude i love yeah. every time you post something every time i see it come up the the face of that building's just awesome man. yeah it's got a look for sure yeah you got it going on the new logo is super badass and Thank you. Yeah, cool we're stuff, uh, dude. we just ordered another trailer because we uh, sold our trailer last year to finish this building. So we ordered another forty-eight footer to go back to the good guy shows, and uh, got a bunch of big projects for fixing the haul out. So that's why we changed the name too. I, I changed the name before we moved, but I wanted to wait till we got here and then officially like make the announcement because I didn't want people to think we just closed down the gap racing business. Sure. Sweet man, so, what you going to be out to SEMA? I, I may fly out, man. I, I don't know yet. We've had so much going on and just trying to get, you know, all this stuff in order. And um, I put a lot of the big projects on hold when we started the build of the new shop. So trying to get everything back in order, trying to get the flow of everything and get the guys, you know, ironed out and keep everything, um, you know, moving like it's supposed to. Also, new trailers in place of uh, using flatbeds to move cars, I'm assuming. No, I mean, I had a 48 foot before, but we sold it. So now I'm going to, I ordered another one just to kind of, yeah, flatbed. No, 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 no. Yeah, so like that wasn't me. That was uh, I know. Look, that was, that, that's one of the cars that was done. We weren't even working on it. So when the accident happened, so that's uh, yeah, that's all right. He's got a replacement coming, so it's cool. Nice. Ah, so man, I'm super glad you could uh, hop on with us. Uh, quite the honor. Um, what what do you have for us tonight? What question are you going to bring? Crossing fingers that this is so not going to be too difficult for us to answer. Kind of, kind of. It's kind of a SEMA question. Okay. Um, I mean, being that a lot of the big guys are dropping out, um, do you think that they're going to have a lesser turnout? You think? I don't. <sighs> I don't think so. As far as exhibitors, um, I mean, as far as uh, attendees, um, I don't think that really weighs on anything. Yeah. My end. I mean, I think so. If you know, not to get too like philosophical or deep on this, but last year was an odd year too. You know, it was, everybody's talking about like, well, we're not going, we're dropping out. And then since this guy's dropping out, these guys are going to drop out and we just stuck with it. And it was a hell of a good show. You know, awesome. the attendance was down, but the right people were there. People were buying, asking the right questions. It was easy to navigate the show. The show was actually like really, really, I mean, it went phenomenally well for us. I think this year it's going to be booming still i mean you're losing some of these big oems but i don't know i mean do you really go there to look at the new yeah uh, for the sake of looking at Chevy like Volt or whatever whatever the new ev denali is or it i think it's going to be a hell of a good year you're, you're losing some vendors but a lot of people have a lot of cars that have been waiting to show up right it, yeah people are taking those places it's not like there's going to be empty spots you know it's not like you got right. em bare shelves you know they just... what did uh we had mike spagnol on the other day the uh head of seaman said they were at 85 percent of 2019 numbers yeah they're 35 percent up over last year i mean like we said last year was you know 
for an exhibitor and walk in the show. It was great. It was, it was an awesome show. Yeah. If you think like looking at it and thinking that they're just going to cut the Ford display outside where there's all the cars drifting around and doing awesome shit. It, and just saying like, okay, Chevy's going to be gone. Ford's going to be gone. Those are just going to be holes. That's not what, you know, yeah, they, they've, they, they know what they're doing. You know, they're, they're eBay motors and Hoonigan going right. to be out front. Now it's going to be, you're not going to miss those folks. You know, it's not going to be empty holes. Yeah. I think it's going to be great. That's my personal opinion. We can, Plus, I, from what I from what I hear from talking to Mike and Jim Ring too, they're bringing enough cars to fill all those yeah. voids. Yeah, I don't think they'll <laughs> still be alive by the time they get them done. But yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I think it'd be a good show. Yeah, so you guys still doing, are y'all still doing the best on RS stuff like y'all were doing? Wow, that's twice yeah. tonight. That's <laughs> second. I didn't hear it. Uh, not this year, no. Um, never know what the future holds. Uh, see what happens next year. Yeah. If you get, if it's worth, if it's something we're gonna do, we're gonna do it big. And the the stars didn't align this year for us to do it as big as we wanted to do it. Right. Yeah, like Josh said, we just right. We just talked about this. Uh, another guest asked, and if you rewind like ten months ago when we would have had to have started putting things in motion at that point in time it just didn't feel right today like if i could which i would usually just delegate this to josh to be like hey dude you think like call around and see if you can like find a big i see that (laughs) i was i was waiting for that yeah some sort of big bar anything like yeah i think we can do this (laughs) yeah there's right there's there's got to be an event venue big enough but yeah, if we could, like, if I could make that decision today, I would absolutely have done the party. It just didn't feel right at the time when we had to make that decision. Well, now you got, like, you know, the GM says now they're going to be, they're not going to be there. But I guess the GM Design Award's gone. The Ford Design Award's going to be kind of gone, unless they're still doing that. But, I mean, those are the big awards. That, and then, you know, the good guy stuff and then y'all's award. That's kind of the stuff that the book is Yeah, I know, after. dude. We should have done it. Like, yeah, we, it. <laughs> we keep rubbing it in. Yeah, we, we absolutely should have done it. Uh, yeah, the GM design's yeah. tough in the Ford. I mean, that's always an exciting thing to be a part of or just to be a spectator, but yeah. We'll see. See what happens. Hey, at the end of the day, they still serve alcohol out there. So even if it's a bad show. Yeah. It's Vegas. Right. Yeah. Drink your sorrows away. Absolutely. Tim, I appreciate it, man. It's been awesome. Thank We're gonna have to do this uh, in a long long format maybe have you on as a guest or fly you out here and have you in studio for next season or something if you're interested let me know i'm always down for awesome. sure dude appreciate it thank y'all guys thank you y'all have a good one we'll see y'all later you too thank you <laughs> what a nice surprise we got mark from creative rod and custom what's going on aren't you building like 37 cars right now and you get the time to sit yeah. down and have a glass of whiskey with with us well, i don't have any whiskey but i we got to drink a couple of beers, so that works, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Hell yeah. How's my Suburban <laughs> coming? Yeah. <laughs> you know you know what's funny? I had, uh, I don't know if it was at Columbus or one of the shows we were at this summer. Somebody actually came up to me and said, why does Phil have you building his Suburban? Are they that busy? <laughs> yes. And I was like, what, what are you fucking talking about? Like, <laughs> yeah, Phil full-blown uh, like, stake claim to that thing. I, mean, just, yeah, yeah. I kept saying like, dude, it seems so committed. Like, you know it's not yours. Yeah. Oh, it's my Suburban. I just haven't worked out the details yet. Yeah, I put things in the door handle to claim it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of, I was worried we weren't going to get back there for a little bit. So I'm glad it, it showed back up here. Nice. Uh, 
So you've been cruising around. I, I follow your social media because I love the stuff you do. And I mean, Jerry's Model A's, one of my favorite cars that's debuted this past year. You've been cruising that thing around. Huh? You guys were just out on like a yeah. road tour deal yeah. with it? Yeah, we went out to the gathering out in Oklahoma at the beginning of the month. So that was a pretty cool experience just cruising that thing and getting uh, just my wife and I went. So it was nice. Just Jerry let us have the car for the weekend and just take it and drive it and enjoy it. So uh, and that was actually my first time driving the car like that long of a distance. I've done a ton of, you know, five, 10 mile, 20 mile type of things, but I've never put 100, you know, 150 miles on it in a weekend. And that was kind of cool sure. to just do that. So, but you know, we were down in Nashville with it. My wife and Jerry drove it. So they kind of knew like how it handled and how it drove a long distance. And it was kind of a little weird for me to finally get into it like a year later and actually drive it on that long of a trip and that and see how it handled and how it performed in that. So it was cool. Nice. Yeah. How, how is that show out there? The gathering at the rock. We I keep seeing all these, you know, photos posted. It looks fucking awesome. Looks We've never ass. been. And we keep yeah, it was, it was good. You know, I, I think, the thing for me is it just, it was, it wasn't your normal, uh, I hate to say your normal good guy show in that. You know, it's funny. I was actually talking to Mark Metters out there and I like, I bit my tongue from saying that when we were talking about the event. I mean, no disrespect, but, right? But yeah, <laughs> but, uh, no, and that, and that was just it. It was just nice to, we've done so many of the same shows year after year and it was nice to just do something different for a change, I think. And so much of the focus was just on driving the cars. And I think that was what the, you know, I hear you guys talk about like the road tours and all that. And we'd, we'd like to do one of them one day. And I think that was kind of the same thing. It was just about driving and enjoying the car, you know? So don't you feel like that kind of changes your outlook on things when you're like in the car for that length of time. And it's, no, it does for sure. You know, and I, you know, it's funny, like to not ever having driven it that much distance, like I really didn't know what to expect of it. Like I knew, you know, around town and that, and I was actually, I mean, that's a credit to you guys and the work you did on it. Like it drove incredibly smooth and well, you know? So, and I, I kind of learned like where the sweet spot was in it, you know, and it, it like hanging around at 58 to 65 miles an hour, like the thing was just awesome. Like if you got on it, like, you know, you're doing 75, like it started getting a little funky in that, but it, you know, I think that's anytime you're dealing with a straight axle and the transverse spring and that, you know, you tend to, uh, no, you're going to deal with some of that stuff. So yeah, you still you still get like 1929 technology. It's just well, that's nicer. Yeah, looking. I think we're, yeah, we're, a, we're a little bit more of that. Sure. Yeah, dude, that's well, honestly, even like uh, like the friction shock setups on that car. Like I had no idea if they actually like. I mean, I know you guys designed them to work, but I'm like right. these things work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look cool. Yeah, yeah. No, they did. Nice. Yeah, yeah dude. I mean, honestly, I love every time I see a picture of that car pop up, even if it's not on your page, if it's just like in my feed, that that thing just grabs me. It's yeah. so well done. So well executed. And I appreciate that. I mean, you guys had a huge hand in that project and you know, everything you guys did on it. And it was just uh, it was such an awesome starting point for us to get and kind of roll with. So we appreciate that. So Absolutely, dude. Appreciate it, man. You did the hard work. It's easy to yeah it's like yeah you can make everything look good in pictures when it's in bare metal you yeah de a little yeah. bit right and, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just, yeah you knocked it out of the park making the car work is, yeah a little more difficult so what do you got for us tonight mark you know and i kind of threw a couple of questions around but i think one of the things you know for me this year, like 2023 i'm going to be in business 20 years and that's like a milestone for us and it seems surreal but I know you guys, we're all around the same age. Maybe Josh, you're a little bit older, right? So <laughs> significantly older. <laughs> but, uh, you know, for me, you know, it's one of those things where like, 
one of my questions was what kind of drives you guys, what keeps you motivated every day, you know, and, and you're on a lot bigger scale than we are, but, you know, just coming into the shop, like it's so monotonous sometimes of, you know, dealing with the same employee, the same customer, the same kind of bullshit every day. And, uh, you know, it, it weighs on you a little bit, you know, and I just kind of want to know what, you know, drives you guys forward in that. And, uh, you know, if that makes sense, you know, like, yeah. what do you just, yeah, I think yeah. it's, for me, it's like an evolution, you know, it's changed a lot over the years. I mean, I, I started doing this where my hands were like physically on it. I mean, I'm, you know, building cars and, and physically doing the work. And it was always, I mean, the drive was to be the best at that point, like to, I mean, granted, to be the second best, right? So nobody's going to, you got Troy Chapanier, right? If I could, if we could come in like second, great. Yeah. And whether we got there, you know, I don't know, probably not, but you know, I, I had like a, just a, a relentless drive for building something that stands out um, over the years, you know, as the business has grown and I, I feel like the business kind of grew partially as a result of that, of just focusing on making stuff really cool. And the byproduct of that was that the business kind of started growing at this point in time. I mean, to be honest with you, not like blowing smoke, like a, up your ass, but it's what drives me now when I see things like, the AMBR car that was at uh, Columbus. Yeah. Um, seeing Jerry's Model A, the reaction of Jerry uh, building a survivor car for a guy like Lance, you know, that like 68 Chevelle and listening to his response and the feedback. I I feel like maybe I've got like a, a desire to like, to please, please. you know, and it, it, it's very cool to me to be able to, build stuff for guys that are on like a very high level and please them, you know, add something to their project because, you know, it's very difficult to just be the best, right? Like, because you're not going to be fucking no, Troy, I'm, I'm right? Never, no, it's, <laughs> right? Not possible. Yeah. So that's that, but that's honestly, that's what, that, that's what does it for me. I love the, the creativity, um, you know, working with the engineering team and it's not like, success is really a byproduct i feel like of like okay. your, your passion you know what about you phil i'm gonna go with uh finding new challenges and everything um i don't get to do a lot of the uh fun exciting stuff like they do but um setting goals and getting things done and having i think that sense of accomplishment when you finish it and stand back and able to see it working and doing what you thought then there's a little bit of a down period get into like kind of that funk bad mood of trying to come up with the next thing or the next shit that landed in your lap that you have to solve, but kind of turning that yeah. into a challenge and uh, figuring out a way to, to make that function and, and work. And then it just seems like there's always another, uh, another challenge to overcome another thing to tackle and just keep moving forward well, that, through it. It's kind of like what I find with the day to day, you know, like I've, kind of like Jeremy said, I've transitioned now from not working the shop as much to running the business. You know, the more employees we hire, the more customers we have. And now it's like, I find it's almost more important for me to be in the office every day, running the business and dealing with that stuff than actually being in the shop, you know, but that's just it. It's like every day, it's like, what, you know, what's somebody going to throw on my lap today? You know, what type of shit, like you said, are you going to have to deal with, you know, there's a constant challenge. And, and I mean, it is fun sometimes trying to deal with that and solve that problem. But other times it's just like, I mean, there's definitely days where you're like, Oh fuck, I got to go to work again today. Like it's going to suck, you know? Yeah. So it's, well, just, it's just, I mean, it's, it's, we talk about it on the 
podcast all the time. It gets brought up pretty much in every episode. It's right. it's a hamster wheel because you're total you're you're constantly chasing perfection. And no matter what it is, the car build or the business side or not, you're chasing perfection. Perfection can never be reached. But if you've got the mentality that you're constantly chasing perfection, then it doesn't matter what it is. It met, it could be the organization of the files in the office to dealing with the customers or the processes that it takes for billing or building of the cars. Perfection is never going to be reached. But if you're always chasing perfection, then your drive is always there. You're all, there's always going to be problems. We can all get on here on a podcast and talk about how it's fucking run perfect and everything's great and there's never an issue. But there isn't. There right. is issues. And there's always going to be issues that pop up no matter how good of a job you do. So striving to constantly solve those issues, I guess, is, at least for me, that's, that's what the drive is. But you also know that the thing that you're pushing so hard for quite possibly will never be reached. Yeah. But you're just okay with running on that hamster sure. wheel. Like that's oh yeah no I'm, I think this is quite possibly the best question that's been asked like period on this podcast because it's a question that I like to ask like we just had George Poteet on and I asked him the exact same question I mean George is a wildly successful accomplished guy and so curious a guy his age like what gets you out of bed every morning to keep pushing and I ask you know I've got some friends that have done great things very successful and I ask the same question because it's it's super cool to, to know what, what pushes people and it's helpful, yeah. you know, but it, I, I feel like it resorts back to that quote, you know, it's, it's the greatest quote. You know, I, I, I said it in the <clears throat> speech at my father's funeral. Um, and it's, it sounds a little funky because it's, it, it's from Sylvester Stallone, you know, Rocky, because I'm a fucking Rocky fan. Right. But he, he always said that it's not about how hard you can hit, but about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward, how much you yep. can take and keep moving forward because it's so easy every day. Like you're going to get your ass kicked, you know? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> like if you can walk in the door and like knowing that you're going to get your ass kicked and still do it, then you're That's good, it. man. You're like, <laughs> and I'm sure you know all about it. Oh, right? yeah. Especially yeah. No, like, it's, it, that's just it. It's like you, some days you go in just wondering what problems are going to find you, you know, or right. quitting is the easiest thing. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. It's that's so easy know. to do. Coming well, like you said, I enjoy side. like even, uh, you know, customers of ours and that they're in different businesses. Like I, I love talking. I just love, you know, with people that are in business and successful in business, you know, and just picking their brain on things. And I feel like you can learn so much from that, you know, so, uh, you know, and then that's the stuff that, you know, in one way pushes me, you know, hear how other people have dealt with, you know, different things. And I always enjoy talking with other shop owners too. And that. I know, you're, you know, uh, Jesse Green and I were talking about that one day just with, you know, business in general. And it's like, sure. it's so interesting to hear how everyone in this industry, there's no standardized way to run a hot rod shop. You know what I mean? And it's just, everyone does something a little bit different. And it's, it's interesting to just see how people do things and run things in that. So. Absolutely. But I mean, honestly, you, you've got to build a team of like solid dudes because like you can only take so much abuse. So if you're taking all those fucking punches, you know, you can only take so many. So you got to have a few other guys, you know. Oh yeah. And that's, it's like you're getting jumped, right? So you got to have a few other guys yeah, that can take a back. few of those shots that have your back, and you got to build an awesome team. And that's that's something that we have here, and it uh, it that helps me get out of bed and get to work every day, knowing that there's there's some other guys here that I can lean on too. If yeah, and they're gonna help deal with yeah, some of the stuff. Sure. So. 
Yeah. And like for us at a, a small scale, you know, there's only uh, five of us in the shop right now. So, and I'm the one mm-hmm. that deals with most of all that shit every day. So oh, yeah. my wife's uh, in the office every day to help me with it, but it's just, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it doesn't yeah. honestly though, dude, it doesn't matter. Like whether it's five guys or 500, as soon as you have more than one, like it, yeah. As long as you're it, not it, Dave Lane. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. If Dave, if Dave Lane had issues, he's uh, then he's got psychological issues, right? right. If he's having problems yeah. with one of his employees, you know. I don't know. He had a good. That seems like the the great retirement plan for me is just. Go, oh yeah. You know. <laughs> it's got. It seemed like he had it pretty good. So for sure. Yeah. Awesome question, though, man. It's that. Leave it to Mark to bring yeah. bring some heat for sure. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. Feel free to reach out if you got any uh, questions on running the business side or anything. I know it's. A lot of guys focus only on the creative side and building the cars, but yeah, you know, we, we have a good relationship in me and my brother where he can handle that side. I can handle the front side and yeah, a lot yeah. of hot rod shops don't right. and managing the front. Well, side that's where the, the business side has been like, uh, you know, I knew how to work in a shop, but you know, running a business and I was 19 when I opened the shop. So that's been like, just kind of for a lot of years flying by the seat of my pants. And then, you noticed after 10, 15 years, things were like, and I hate to say it even took that long, but you know, like things were finally working and getting, you know, now going on almost 20, it's like, all right, this is finally like, we're in a good spot. And, you know, but it's just, uh, after 20 years of doing something every day, you're like, man, this is like, it's a long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Phil, Phil's over here, like giving out trade secrets because he's the secret weapon, you know, <laughs> yeah, realistically, know because we're all, you know, everybody in this industry, we're all a bunch of hot rod builders right we're just fabricators that build really cool shit but you gotta have somebody that's got the business vision the business sense it's, yeah the sense to do or it. just knows math i mean that's a start <laughs> I do, you know, math yeah, division I can't, I can't do fractions at yeah. all so that's you all you can't do one. excel though you can i know right <laughs> that's what i'm that's right. what i'm saying yeah. <laughs> uh well we'd love to have you on for a uh for a full-time guest oh, maybe next season absolutely man yeah, yeah. no that'd be sure. awesome i appreciate we'll that get yeah you down here in studio get yeah i was gonna uh, craft beer and onto some like whiskey put a little hair on your chest <laughs> this, this is good stuff here you know <laughs> i was gonna open up with uh where's my rs4 chassis at so i'll have to when i maybe oh. when i come up i can uh stop by yeah come pick it up (laughs) yeah maybe so yeah well all those are things that we can talk about later off Uh, all right i appreciate it it. thanks bud great catch yep all right take it easy guys later what's up mother flowers we can't see your beautiful faces see you come on you gotta keep, you can't see us. Turn the camera. Push the camera button. Oh, oh there you are. Long yes. time fan, first time players. <laughs> What's going on, <laughs> fellas? What a beautiful surprise. What's up, guys? Yeah, no doubt, dude. What's up with you? Fuck, just chill. This is the highlight of our evening, is you boys. Stop. Keep going. Oh, <laughs> don't you guys have like everybody? Don't you guys have like 36 fucking cars to get done for SEMA or something? You got time to do Yeah, so we need to make this fucking clear. Yeah, yeah. We got <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. We got the energy. The last, the last two cars, we are actually putting ignition to them right now. Between now and about an hour and a half from now, we should have both of the last two started. Sweet. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. You oh, got a lot shorter drive to SEMA, though, so it's kind of unfair. You're only like a couple hours away. We got a three-day drive. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, we're about six, six and a half. 
We're actually gonna. We're, I'm actually gonna drive to Texas and then back to Vegas just just make it fair to make it an experience. <laughs> we, <laughs> to level the playing field a long way. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have enough drama and all, all nighters this year, so he's gonna make up for it for going an extra long distance. Nice. And those fucking CF ones are absolutely awesome. I keep seeing more and more of them pop up on your Instagram and stuff like that, and they're gonna be some out of. I'm saving my, saving my pennies yeah, one day. Just like get one that kind of I'm gonna have off one. the back of the truck, maybe trade you for. Well, a they chassis. got a really nice, they got a real nice chassis on them, to say the least. So they're, they're selling like hotcakes, guys. And they're multiplying around here. It's like crazy. It's like those gremlins when you get them wet after midnight. Yeah, yeah. They come in the next day and they're just all over the place. It's yep. ridiculous. It's so funny. Literally, we have what seven or eight of them in house right now, and and it's like you walk and you're like going. I thought the windshield was already on. It's like, wait, no, wait, no, that's number. So my daughter actually went through and made birthday hats with the car number on each one and sat them on the dash. So that everybody working on the car so we can record how much time is on each car. So they've had to do that. So it's just funny. It's, it's a new problem for us to have something going on that's repeated over and over, but they're all different colors. And you really don't know what car you're working on until the very end when the interior and exterior is done. And you're like going, Okay, it's kind of hard to forget which one that is. So, yeah. Awesome. Enough about us. What about yours? What about your road to the SEMA show? Shouldn't you guys be driving about now? Yeah, tomorrow. Tomorrow afternoon, we're hitting the road. So, wow. I'm sitting up here because John's down there thrashing on button up a Chevelle. And, mm. uh, yeah, hopefully that fucker's in the trailer tomorrow morning. And then nice. uh, we got a Grand National that's ready to roll. That thing's nice. dude, we're like we're fucking ahead of the game. I don't know what what are you we guys one doing? Car's already like, in Vegas. Yeah, what are you guys doing fucking around? Like, this, <laughs> so this have you national... had a car in Vegas, yeah. you said? Yeah. Been there for weeks. Right. The customer's already had the GN. He's been ripping it. We brought it back, just touching it up, polishing it up. You know, that's that's the way we do things. That Chevelle's not oh, bad. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. All... You're jinxing. Way ahead of yeah, way ahead of schedule, You're dude. Jinxing yourself. Oh, the right. Chevelle work. Yeah, that's that one's down to the wire. No doubt. You know what? And I'll tell you what, you guys have been around for a long time and, and, you know, we're 23 years this, this year as well. We found it was odd. We left last night at seven o'clock. Yeah. Last week, nobody worked any real big overtime. They come in a little early, maybe stay an hour, an hour, hour and a half late. A couple of them, the polishing guys pulled a real late night one night until like 11, not an all nighter. It's just weird compared to where we used to be to where we're at right now. We're taking seven cars we're starting the last two. We have a couple of small details on two others. And other than that, we're just doing final polishes, putting the covers on them and bagging them, getting ready to load them all in the trailer. I think that, I, I mean, my plater called me today and said, hey, the last of your stuff is done. And I was like, it's Tuesday, bro. I mean, we're normally, we're normally three or four days. And then we're waiting for the last piece of chrome to come in so we can get <laughs> yeah. on the car. Right. Dude, you find those efficiencies as you get older. We're the same way. You know, we, we were here Saturday, Sunday, but it was just polishing which I don't do any of that. So I'm here for moral, moral support. Other than that, I mean, it's, you know, yeah, both, both. Right. But (laughs) (laughs) yeah, right. We're not always working through the night, but efficiency. You get a little smarter. Yeah. It's crazy how we've, it took 23 years for us to work that much smarter. It didn't really take harder work. It just took smarter work and we finally figured it out, you know, and uh, you know, seven cars is nothing to, so just turn your nose up like that's not that big of a deal. How many how many cars you guys got going? Eight. 
No big deal. It's not that big of a deal at all. <laughs> no big deal. No big deal. Hey, remember? Yeah. We got to at least match them if we don't beat them. Uh, we got, we've got, oh, I thought you guys were only taking six. That's why we're taking yeah, seven. We got, we got three going out there. Yeah. Uh, one's the good guy's truck. It's already good guys brought it out already. It's out in Vegas. But so realistically, two yeah. that we're working on. Nothing like seven. Yeah. You guys yeah. are rock stars, man. It's crazy every year to see what you guys do. Yeah. Well, we're excited. In fact, I don't think I think everything, every single build is your is your chassis. Every single one of them. Yep. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Hey, yep. that that hat yeah. worked. That hat worked. <laughs> <laughs> you got a hat, <laughs> Dave. You wouldn't want to cover up that hair. <laughs> huh. They don't build, they don't make hats this this shape. That's right. You wouldn't put a hat on this head. No, that's gorgeous. Hair. This hair is cool. Man, I can't I can't thank you guys enough for coming on and doing this. This is awesome. Um, we've got a great relationship, and for you to take the time out to come and do this is is absolutely awesome. We're changing so the tables cool. up a little bit. You got something you want to ask us? Hmm. Mm. We have lots of stuff. We have, we have lots of stuff to ask you. Uh, when when does the when's the next chassis coming? <laughs> I need to get a rear end for the number eight chassis and some CD shafts from you. Okay. Um, the cha other the new chassis will ship. They're going to ship when they ship, and then the rear end, no problem. We'll have we'll take care of that. You have an old one. Sure. Was a cool. center, we'll center section. We'll talk we'll, later. What we'll else? Yeah, via email. What has been what has been your what has been your highlight of this year so far? I mean, car guys kind of go at least for me. I kind of go from January to SEMA. Anything after that, it's winter. You know, so what's been your highlight of this year so far? That's a good question. What it is, is. Your, what has been your highlight? Yeah, and you go first, Josh. You, you skipped the last one or two, I think. <laughs> yeah. That way I yeah. can listen to you. <laughs> it's a narrator doesn't have to yeah. I can I can listen to you and then I can like make it a little bit better. Highlight yeah. of the year this year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hmm. Favorite build, a great vacation, a great road wait, trip. Wait, wait, I, I know that he one just, of the best. I know shows. he just he just dropped his he just dropped your daughter off, right? Yeah, that wasn't a highlight taking my daughter to college, though. That was, that was yeah. I don't I don't know. How the, I've never done that before. <laughs> that was probably the saddest time of the year. Okay, fair, fair. Was that that or the oh, Alabama Tennessee game? That could oh, that, be a highlight. For yeah, you. that that. We're not going to talk about college football on here. That sucked. I just want to watch uh, highlight for me would be when we we took a we took a bourbon trail trip to Louisville, uh, oh, nice. in the middle of summer. Nice. It was fun. I got ridiculed nonstop for it, but it was a, it was a great time. You got ridiculed? <laughs> yeah, I had a, I had a I had a scooter wreck. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yes, you did. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had a yeah. horrible. That's, yeah, I think that could be unanimous for all of us. It was the, it was the, <laughs> the greatest. Of the it was the greatest right. trip of the year. And also provided the most, like, getting made fun of for the whole entire <laughs> Oh, yeah. The highest of the highs. Yeah. Well, the lowest, lowest of the lows. Yeah, dude. You've seen those super bike wrecks, right? Where those dudes just, like, skid out for, like, miles and their bodies are all, like. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine like that. But a dude. Miles a, an hour. Yeah. A dude wearing, like, a jacket, smoking a cigarette, and, like, just wearing a hat. Right, no padding. Like, it's but on a pink Vespa. Right. Oh, fucking. Vi Vespa. Well, it was one of those rentals. Right. We're out in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, so oh. it's one of those like, you know, you get the app, rent it. So that hundred percent highlight of my like year, probably the decade. decade. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Just watching Josh seen... almost come, almost fall to his death. Oh you yeah. Know, 
Yeah. Here's here's the honest truth. We've I've literally I don't know if you've wrote it since, but when we bought my wife Chevelle when we were at Columbus about what four years ago, three years ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. they challenged my 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 wife and and uh, Kevin's girlfriend at the time had told us get on these things that are so much fun. I'm like God, I don't want to get on them. All I ever see is videos of people eating shit on them, right? Yep. So we get on them, and that was a good experience because we a didn't eat shit. B we ended up the wrong way in the parking lot and found that Chevelle, and I ended up buying four. That I've got a really nice chassis to put under. Thank you very much. But every time I ever see anything with those scooters, somebody's eating shit. I wouldn't. That's not a good way to sell your product. Is to have people eating shit on it, right? Oh, yeah, unless dead. you're selling they're helmets are you and dead? saving lives. Did, did anybody get said video of this? Unfortunately, no. no. No, I can't talk a lot about it. I've got a class action against the Lime scooters. Because I mean, honestly, they, they shouldn't. They shouldn't sell those things. I mean, is, or there should be an age uh, maximum uh, age limit. No, it's, yeah. a, it's a poor design. Uh, outside yeah, of the <laughs> outside of the awesome scooter wreck to bring it back to like you know the hot rod shop. I'd say that we're bringing this Grand National out for SEMA, and that car to me is probably the highlight of my year. It's one of those cars you guys know when you like build something and you like build a lot of stuff and it's all good, right? But right. when you get in something that makes you just like smile, like you're by yourself, you're giggle. Yeah. Yeah, you're accelerating like the way it takes a bump, the way it accelerates, the way it goes around a, cur a curve, and you're like, you just like kind of giggle and laugh because you know it's just fucking awesome. It's legit. Yeah, right. and that's no, that. That's cool. Right, that's that car. It's loaded with all sorts of cool shit that you know. It's not like a show car. It's a, something that works, performs. We crashed right. on it, cool. but yeah, it's just it's something that if I'm happy with it, then that's. That's good for me, you know. When you sit in it, do you, do you go? Is, is it a customer's car? Yeah. Do you go? I'm, I'm gonna see if I can uh, buy this off him, or I can't. I can't fucking go? afford that one. Right. That one is that one's out of my price range. But he only lives five miles away. So. Yeah, and he's fucking awesome, man. Awesome customers. So yeah, we All get right. to we get to rip it. So yeah, I'll yeah, get my awesome. fix. What about you, awesome. Phil? Before we go, what's your highlight of the year? Ooh, I don't know. Hot Rod Shop side is a tough one. Personal side, I think uh, my son is uh, eight, and he's been uh, working, trying to make a travel baseball team, which is, again, oh, wow. highs and lows. So we, we did a lot of practicing and uh, worked with him a whole bunch, and he made his travel baseball team, so that was super exciting for him. Nice. And, That's kick-ass. Yeah. Cool. cool to see him uh, stick with something, put the effort into it, get the reward at the end. I thought you were going to say my son's eight and he finally started watching Bitch and Rides. Dude, no, that's that's my yeah. son. So that's what, he's going to grow up to be a fucking derelict, you know, because he, <laughs> he watches Bitch and Rides and he yep. watches all the Roadster Shop YouTubes and he listens to the podcast. And, so uh, he's not, he didn't make the travel generous. team. You know? yeah, no. I, the other night we were watching an episode, I forgot which one it was, and my daughter's in there. And I was like, hey, man, it's checked that out. It's a roadster shop chassis underneath that car. Huh. Cool. Walks right by, goes upstairs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on. You guys definitely. You guys definitely make me. You guys definitely make me feel cool on the home front, though, because like when I can be like, I know those dudes to my son. He thinks he thinks that's like. I mean, you guys are fucking movie stars, right? So for him, it's like, that's really well, cool. In you know? serious <laughs> business, though, I want to I, before we get off, I want to say thank you again and hats off to both of you guys because we do a lot for a lot of guys that have shows and have stuff like this. You guys have held strong and, and have always made sure that there's at least a roadster shop logo. There's a, there's, 
they're talking about the things versus just flat out hiding it and acting like it was just a chassis that right. it showed up out of fucking thin air. So well, absolutely hats yeah. off to you guys for, for always uh, taking care of us when you can. And we reciprocate that as well. Well, that, and uh, I mean, you got your guys integrity and how true to yourselves you guys have stayed. Like anytime it ever comes up, I'm always like, yeah, those, those are the dudes that are on TV. Like that, that's them. Those right. fucking guys are just no personality. I yeah. Brought up before too. You could, you're the same assholes like ten years ago when we knew you as you are. Yeah, today. you guys are still fucking assholes. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> I mean, but, but, I'll take that. I'll take that. But very yeah. few things have changed, and that's what we've always tried to. Oh, hang on one second. Is, is it time for makeup? Yeah. And 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 you know, and a couple other things have changed. You know, people said this like treats all the time. That's right. But you know what? <laughs> Nothing means <laughs> anything beer. as much to us. As our friends at Big Time Diecast. That's yeah. right. Big Time Diecast. So, how to put a car together properly to be like Kindig. Check out the oh, shit. jewelry box. I thought the pink feather boa was going to like put you over the top, but yeah, really, but it hasn't to gone to your that. head. Yeah, 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 you just to wear that. <laughs> no, absolutely not. You know, I mean, we've, you know, that's why I keep the awards back here is I haven't won any for like three or four years. I got to make myself feel like. <laughs> I'm still I'm, doing my job. I will say so, we've got a picture of your old office that looks a little different than your <laughs> current. <too>. Whoa. <laughs> just keep it. I'll sign it when I see it. <laughs> I told him the same thing. I said, this office is just so cold. The other one was I so know. warm and classy. Well, you know, <laughs> I had a lot of skin showing in here. It was yep. pretty crazy. I, we had to bring it down a couple of notches. Guys, uh, I appreciate it. I know you've got work to do. We'll see you, uh, see you out there at SEMA. We're going to have to grab a few beers. Hey, I got plenty Sounds on the good. truck. Come by and say hi. Awesome, we'll man. It, Thanks, boys. Take care, guys. Later, guys. See you down there. Guys. See you guys. What's up, fellas? How are you? What's going on? Dude, that's a hell of a backdrop. I'm doing good. Yeah, well, you know, it's SEMA, right? Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, man. It looks like you got the same glasses we do. We got these awesome. Imagine that. Yeah, these awesome paint house uh, tumblers here. We are in the cool kids club, or at least you guys are. We are. Yeah. We absolutely are. <laughs> I'm a temporary member. <laughs> What's going on, man? That is a ba badass backdrop. Yeah, well, it's just my old garage here. We did some faux painting and made it into a, it's actually where we put them together, but once in a while we take photos here. Nice. So you're, you're thrashing. So that's what I'm doing. I got, got the big camera out and trying to act like John Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> so you're thrashing for nope. SEMA, huh? And we, we conned you into taking oh. a few minutes out of your, uh, Dude, your busy day to Seema's jump on easy, this this podcast today. Today, SEMA's the easy part, man. The this whole Andy Leach Buick, you know about the Buick. I think you guys yeah. talked about it before. Um, the color has been kicking my butt. I have invented a color I can't paint. So <laughs> that's every color for us. Way, <laughs> way to go, painter. Way to go, guy that sells colors for a living. Yeah, um, just, just spray it as it comes out and then rename it. That's easier. There you go. <laughs> well, Speckled. it would be called uh, model green or something like that. <laughs> call it, call it that, dude. Start a new trend. Slo Seriously, splotterific. <laughs> Is that marble? Yep, just like it. Out yeah. of the gun, though. You man. got you, it. You right. try Somebody's, that. Somebody's. <laughs> you know, mar you know, marbleizing was an accident, man. It right. had to be. <laughs> that's, that, that's like these survivor cars we do. You just got to embrace it, you know. Yeah. Like yeah. Oh, indeed, indeed, but. <laughs> You you know where this car was supposed to go, and it yeah. it won't be allowable on this car. Yeah, no, that car is dude, over the top. I mean, I've seen yeah. little bits and pieces, and that's that's got to be super cool to be a part of it. You know, 
on the level that you are, that, that thing's going to be really yeah, well, it is. It was a, it was an honor to be asked. And we, me and two of the guys jumped in the truck and drove up to Nebraska and spent a week body working on it, borrowed or threw it in Andy's trailer, drug it back down here. And, uh, we're trying to get it painted. And today, last night we had a big storm come through and today my paint booth quit. Oh, so I can't even paint if I wanted to today. So Damn. it, it kind of lowered the pressure, whether I like it or not, because <laughs> I can just set Andy's car aside for a few days, focus on this SEMA thing, and hit it when I come back. Nice. And that's going to be a that's a Grand National Roadster show debut. Is that yeah that that uh, what's it called the Sloniker yes, Award? Yeah. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's one that that's what they're uh, attempting for. Everybody's got to check that out. I'm excited to see that one. It's been on my radar for yep years. Uh, it's such a it's such a weird car, but in a cool way. Oh yeah, and it's it's huge. Uh, just I, I can barely reach out to paint the damn deck lid. You know, I'm I'm not a tiny guy, but it, it you got to have some long arms to paint that thing. And you get to cut and buff that thing too. We will cut and buff it, which is I'm kind of a sicko. That's one of my weird pleasures in life. I enjoy that part. Hmm. Kind of where the magic happens. How do you like Illinois? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful, dude. You should. It's it's beautiful here. The fall, man. The changing of the seasons. You're from. You're a Texas guy, right? Yeah. I just do like Andy heat. does. I just am, tell him to no, come, I, come get it. <laughs> I'll tell you, I am a winter guy. I love the winter, but what I love most is mountains. And you guys need a couple of those. Well, you. We've got a sledding hill. We've got a hill. We've got weather. We've got snow. We've got a shit ton of guns. We got a place to shoot. We got whiskey. We got cars. I'm telling you, I know those are all things <laughs> you're into. <laughs> you are correct. You are correct. If I could, I'd move my shop to Montana. But who can afford that place these days? Yeah. Who'd have thought that that place would be priced out of existence? Uh, so Randy, I know uh, you're busy. You got to get back to being, yeah. uh, getting, doing your living, you know, yeah. not just, you know, fucking around with three dumbasses and <laughs> drinking some whiskey, uh, I'm super impressed and, uh, humbled that you could come on and Absolutely. Uh, ask us something. So what do you, what do you have for us tonight? We're changing the tables instead of us asking the questions, you're asking the questions. Oh, right, well, this, this may be an odd one and just way deep in the weeds, but I've always been curious about it. When you're building your chassis, I know you guys build these beautiful square corners. Your, your chassis are art. There's no doubt about it. However, how do you know when there's too much metal gone? You, I know you go back and grind on them. How do you know? How do you know there's enough left? So you're talking about like our, our fast track frame rails. You're looking at the penetration. Yeah, when, you, when you square them up and, and make those corners nice and sharp, it's, it's beautiful to look at. But I've always wondered, how do you know what's left structurally sure. to make sure you've got a sound foundation that it ain't going to split or crack or have an issue which i don't think has ever happened but i've always been curious about that because i'm not a welder sure so explain the process yeah it's a you know there's a lot to unpack there um it largely lands on wildly skilled welders right so what we do is very yeah. it's very hands-on it requires a tremendous amount of talent and engineering right so when those are engineered we set all the weld gaps on the engineering team, they key them all together. So you don't have the ability to like mismatch a corner fit. So right. we've got like a perfect, you know, inside corner fit that leaves just a flawless little weld gap right in there for mm -hmm. penetration. So 
we run Miller welders, 252 MIGs typically. And it, like I said, skill, skill, skill. Um, but where the real, the, the talent also comes in is after it's welded. Right. And that grind. Of course. So we've got a unique weld process in a sequence that we do. We tack it in certain increments. We put it on the jig and we jump around as we're welding that. But it depends on that dude, right? So he's sinking it in, yeah. right? It's a, it's a proven weld setting. It's a proven weld technique. And when you fit it up the way that we fit it up, it's not like you're, if you're grinding into the material, like you're not, you're never going to take off too much material unless you dig in, right? You can roll the corner yeah. of a grinder off and like eat into it. But the way we do it, you're, you're just not, you're not going to experience that. So years and years ago when I used to nibble them out by hand, you know, and yeah. everybody yeah. else used to nibble them out by hand and you'd fit them up and you'd have something that sits proud and you'd kind of fudge it a little bit, right? And you'd come back with a cutoff wheel and you'd just dig it out. I mean, you, you could potentially have issues, you know, you're grinding it and it's not, it was laid out right. by hand. It wasn't engineered to be perfectly square. There's a margin of error there, but there's really just, there's no margin of error. So really okay only grinding the weld not the actual right 10 gauge yeah, you when take the weld, weld down yeah the welds build up extremely proudly right. so above the metal it's no no different than block sanding you know i guess you're you're bringing down the high spot but not going below that and digging in it, exactly i mean so if you were to look at that frame rail you could very easily take like you know just a small three inch like stone wheel or a flat wheel or something on an electric grinder and you could hold it perpendicular to the frame rail and you could just knock that weld down, right? Until just the weld's down. Right. And at right. the end of the day, that frame rail is going to look like shit. You know, it's, you're going to knock the weld down. You can knock it down flush, but it's not going to be pretty. But what the guys do in the frame rail shop, I mean, it, it's a damn art form. The, what they can do with a nine inch grinder, a seven inch grinder, a barrel sander, you bring that whole weld down until the weld's just about flush. Then you make a pass, your final pass with a fresh disc where you just knock that weld down to the base material. And really all you're doing right. on that base material is just putting that perfect half round pattern in it. And what's super cool is when you take, like you've got a nine inch grinder, so you're only running on, you know, maybe, I don't know, three inches of the pad on that, of that disc. And when you're doing a six inch rail, like a pickup rail on the side, it's a damn art form when you, you, you come across it on the first six inches of that grinder across the top. You flip that grinder around and you come across the bottom and you're doing it blind and you're arcing that back up. And then you drag one nice right. pass right down the middle Definitely. and you connect that, that mark. And it literally looks like you just fed that thing through. Right. Like a right. 10 inch disc sander. A big that, belt sander right, or something. That just perfectly lays out grinding marks on it. And it's yeah. to relate it to, I mean, to relate it to your world. I mean, it'd be the same thing as, I mean, Peak, like peak of a burning the sharp edge. yeah peak peak of a 69 camaro you know or that or that vet highlight line you know you're gonna if you fine line it you know with uh it while you're doing you know six eight thousand or something like that or you know pull it off and then you start going to 12 how do you know when you're still enough material on that peak you know you know because you know right. how many times you've hit you've hit it you know and you've stayed right, off right. you've stayed off of it through you know six eight thousand you know and you're gonna start you know just barely nipping the edge at 12 you know or, or whatever 
unfortunately right. it's the same kind of thing it's the uh it's the it's the artist right part of it but for us we know that it's uh, ten, it's 10 gauge steel you may not know if somebody else sprayed it if it's got two coats clear yeah. or like eight coats clear <laughs> so you know. yeah <laughs> i'm not telling <laughs> yeah yeah we're dealing with the same material every time oh that was, well, a, good, that's that was good. a really good yeah. question well, it's just something I've always been curious about, and we never can seem to connect at these shows, so I'm glad you invited me on. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Well, are you going to be out there at SEMA? Yes, sir. We'll be there Saturday through Friday. Come come by and see us at the booth. We'll uh, have to hang out afterwards and uh, after hours, right, cool. of course, you know, and beer drinking time <clears throat> or whiskey yeah, drinking yeah. time. All right, cool. I yeah. appreciate it, Randy. Love it. Thanks, man. And thanks, thanks for the guys. glasses, Cheers. dude. Yep. Thanks. Yeah, we appreciate it. <laughs> Indeed. Cheers, Take buddy. care. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Oh fuck! There's a lot. There's a lot going yeah. on there, dude. You've got yeah. diamond stitch, which is, I mean, fucking awesome, cool. right? Yeah. Like, you know, Josh's Hummer's loaded with it. Oh, and yeah. then you've got <laughs> both Mr. Florida and Georgia Line. I would assume that the, that's who that is. Yeah, Are they the brothers and their last names Line? Well, I was saying, I was saying that I tried to find a dorky Miata racing picture, but they were all kind of badass, and there are plenty. <laughs> Douchey. Uh, um, <laughs> so, what you guys to know that I'm listening, okay? Nice, man. Miata's for the win. You are. This is. Hey, we're we've been we've been going surprise after surprise, and uh, Cody, you're another surprise. So tell us a little about yourself. We obviously don't know each other. Yeah, I man. can tell that you've been listening, um, and you've got very similar, probably sense of humor. <laughs> I was gonna say similar music taste. Well, hey, I'm just a consumer, man. I um I have my first hot rod being built out at Hills Hot Rods in Lubbock, Texas. Um, super yeah. pumped. And uh, man, I just uh, I had a kind of a basic question for you guys. Sure. My build's a, a 78 GMC Jimmy named Minty that my eight year old, nine year old girls named. Cool. But uh, it's pretty rad. It's gone through a full repaint, and we picked a four year Porsche color called Mint Green. That's why it's called Minty. Um, and lots of inspiration from you guys. You know, I. Now, after the fact, two years later, I probably should have bought a chassis and just listened to your early on advice. But, you know, we did a front IFS with Scott's to narrow the track so I could do some forge lines to make it look like a roadster shop kind of kind of car. So I think you guys sure. will dig it when you see it. But um, I have a paint question. OK, so yes. Jason's the best at painting trucks. And this was an investment. Right. So when I get this thing, I plan to drive it. It's not just going to sit as a trophy. Like I promised my wife I'm going to drive the shit out of it. Right. So. Um, my question is when you guys send home a car to a customer that's gone through a repaint, there's so much marketing around paint, um, upkeep, right? Like protection and waxes and ceramic coatings. And I've watched all the videos and it's all very inspiring. Yep. And I've done some of that stuff to my late model daily stuff. But when it comes to a hot rod that's been repainted, I just love to hear you guys go around on what you do to your own cars, what brands, you know, specific as you want to get, but sure. So what I do to my own car is absolutely fucking nothing because i only drive patinaed cars right. for that reason and here's yeah here's yeah. the reason so you know the paint it's it, it takes a lot of upkeep man you know and it like realistically you've got to come to grips with like imperfections you know if you're gonna drive it it's you're, it's gonna have flaws you know if it's gonna sit out in the sun and it's gonna cook all day there's things that are gonna come out of it you know, and that's just the, those are just the facts, you know? So anybody will tell you, and if they don't, they're lying to you. Um, you can make it super slick. You can make it absolutely gorgeous, but realistically, it's not our area of expertise when it comes to like the detail 
side of it. We've got some great guys. Like we just had Jason Kilmer was in here for three days and they're doing like paint correction stuff on some cars we're bringing out to SEMA. And they, it's, it's two solid days and you're looking at like 2,500 bucks, right? To polish, polish, polish a car, take every little surface scratch out of it. And those dudes are kind of on the fence about like the ceramic coating. I've felt that it works well for a car you're going to drive, makes it super easy to like maintain. Um, if you're cool with putting some paint protection film on it, that's probably the best thing you can do if you want to avoid rock chips. And if you're going to take it out and do some burnouts and throw some stones around, that's probably the best thing you can do. Yeah, we did Matt's Chevelle. Just Actually, Matt did it. He had it ceramic coated and... I thought it was phenomenal for a black car because every time you look at a black car, you scratch it and that thing, you could wipe it down 20 times and it wouldn't have all the little fine hairline scratches. Um, so that was kind of an eye opener for us. Um, that was about six or eight months after it was done and he'd been driving it and stuff like that. Yeah. Had it detailed and ceramic coated. Um, Dave had the uh, Lime Crush Suburban Paint Protect uh, PPF wrapped. Um on the fence on that one because you spend so much time wet sanding and buffing and getting it perfectly flat and super deep looking. Murder the finish. Yeah, then you put this adhesive film over it that is nowhere near as deep and glossy that you just spent probably tens of thousands of dollars trying to get to. I think you can, depending on the vehicle, you can run to a body line or something like that or you know do a leading edge or do some mirrors or do some stuff like that to keep the, the, like we do it on on a, on a high-end daily driver, you know, you're going to hit the hood and stuff like that, but wrapping the entire vehicle on, because the texture, the texture's there. Yeah. Below the quarters. Yeah. Yeah, Behind the wheels, you know, depending on the, you know, I'm thinking of a 60 to 66, you could have ran, you know, to the, to the peak line, line, you know, or something like that. Depending on the vehicle. Is your concern with like the upkeep, maintaining the shine, like pulling into the cruise night and having it look gorgeous or like, well, Pro- I just protecting want to screw it, it up. from, yeah, <laughs> dude. Yeah, the, honestly, the best yeah. thing you can do. Where are you in Texas? Do you? Yeah, you, I mean, I live in Dallas. So here's the best thing you do, right? This is, this is a little complicated, but call Matt Saxon. No, oh. you bring <laughs> you bring the car back to Jason at Hills Hot Rods, and you and you say, polish it up, man. Hey, like thing needs a polish, you know, <laughs> right? I got a rock chip. Paint the front of the it's hood. Best best case scenario, you know. Cool. Uh, Washing it, I mean, good grief. There's don't wash it. There's two hundred thousand different things out there to do for washing and stuff like that. <clears throat> Generally, we take, you know, a high-end microfiber and some waterless wash or some spray detailer. You could do pretty some, much all the time. You could do some serious damage with a microfiber if you drop it on the ground. Throw it out. You'll pick up the tiniest little pebble mm-hmm. that you'll never never see, and you will scratch the living hell out of your car. Yeah, we've had a couple of customers do that. Take it down to bare metal in a few spots. Spend spend the money on some on some, generally on microfibers. The more because they're so fucking cheap for the cheap ones. The more money you spend, the better you do get. Um, I know Adam's got some great products. Griots has got some amazing products, stuff like that. And depend unless you're going through like a three thousand mile road tour or you're driving through an absolute monsoon, you can spray detail it and microfiber it to keep it clean. Like yep. you said, the washing is like, it's a it's gotten bad if you have to wash it, wash it. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Listen, guys, I love the pod. I hope y'all keep it going. Thanks so much for entertaining us. Hey, Thanks, I appreciate dude. it, man. That was a great question. Yeah. We don't we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. I'm sure that was, <laughs> that was blatantly obvious. <laughs> Thanks, man. We cool. appreciate the question, dude. And great to meet you. The background. That's... All right. I hope to meet you in person soon in some shows. Absolutely. Absolutely cool. Look forward right. to it. Later. Bye, bye guys. Oh, oh there shit. <laughs> surprise 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 what's up man what's going on buddy how are you awesome how are you guys doing doing good hey I, i'm actually doing really good I, I was just opening my mail before i uh came here looky looky what i got oh shit <laughs> was that one of those banners or is that an invoice no, that's an invoice. Oh, <laughs> that's a good thing. That means we're working on something, right? Exactly. <laughs> oh, look. Look what we got. Yeah, look what we got. We oh, got a little some, notch. Little we got a little tucker. notch. Dude, so we've saved this, right? We we keep talking about it because it's a fucking badass looking bottle. And right. this was the perfect time to bust it out. This is good stuff, dude. This was a con contribution from Dave right here. Yeah. From fucking Nantucket. For everybody that's listening right now, they yeah. can't see Dave. We're just we just started talking to okay. a guy, right? Just a guy. So Dave, we've, we've got to let right. we, give him a little so, background. So we've got Dave Delancey. Um, he's a great friend. We've met him on the road tours through Chris Sears Customs, uh, who is a great customer. Um, sixty six Impala. Yep. On the road tour three four years ago, you've got a uh, what sixty five or sixty six C ten. The 65? 65 c10 77 c10 i got a, I got garfield's top. old survivor series uh bubble top yeah, dave, dave is dave is in the family he's in the roadster shop family um you got another bubble top going together now right yeah chris is uh doing that one now that one's getting uh spec chassis don did a uh lsx for it dressed like a 409 and Bowler did a uh, T56 for it, and good old cousin Jesse's going to cut some wheels for it, and JK nice. is going to do an interior. And... This oh, yeah. the, you're, uh, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. This, this is, we're, we're rolling off the off the hip tonight. This B-Boy Dave 55, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On Instagram, at B-Boy Dave 55 on Instagram. You can check out all of Dave's crazy so, bars. Dave, is it called, do you refer to it as the Cape? Is that where you're from? Is that... Oh, what do you say? Is it? Yeah, yeah. Everyone, everyone in New England just calls it the Cape. The Cape, right? It's so Dave's Cape. Dave's from the Cape. Check out the Lobster Trap. Mm. Coolest yeah. fucking restaurant I've ever been to. Awesome place, man. Dave's an awesome dude. Pleasure to have met you, Dave. We we would love to have you <clears throat> on a full podcast next deal year. We're doing it next because year. you've got a bitchin' collection. Awesome success story. And also contributed this killer bottle of Nantucket. If we whiskey. have you, if we have you down in studio next year uh, for a full episode, how can we get your food down here as well? I was gonna go the other way. We need to go like remote. Oh. To his place. yes, we go remote. Fuck the yeah. studio. Oh, we'll, we'll go to re we'll go remote. Bring, bring Ironclad to the Cape, and we'll. Uh, okay, I've done uh, some podcasts before from the trap. All right. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I hope you know, Jesse, you're listening. We're going, we're going to the Lobster Trap next year to interview Dave and eat his food. We're, we're going. We're in. We're in. As long as you got room for some producers on there, we're in. Yeah. Afterwards, we're going to get some late night pizza at the uh, Trading Post. Okay. Yep. That's 
what is what is that We're called? Actually, the Boston style bar pizza. It's, uh, so like uh, south of Boston is considered the South Shore, and we do a South Shore style bar pizza. That's, that's only made in Massachusetts. South, south Shore style bar pizza, dude. Yeah. It's it's not only a thing; it's it's an awesome thing. Me and Phil got to experience it. So cool. We're like jaded here in the Midwest, you know. <laughs> this is the second thing. Pizza? No, this is like the second thing next to probably second to the Formula One race that you miss. This <laughs> might be might be one of the cooler experiences I got a, that I got we a t-shirt. had. I appreciate the T-shirt. I didn't get to experience any of the did, Yeah. Right. Uh, my son wears a T-shirt at least once every two weeks, if not more. That's a comfortable I love T-shirt. It. I wear it all the time. We, we just got back from uh, the last uh, Barrett Jackson tour, and I had to I had to send uh, the Dutch boys some gear, Jesse some gear, uh, <laughs> Troy over BBT Fab. I had to send him some trap gear. So. It's gonna be the it's gonna be the cool thing around the industry. Everybody's wearing lobster oh, trapper trading post stuff, and they're like, "Yeah, hey, what's the deal?" They're like, <laughs> "Yeah, they're gonna be like, what the hell's a lobster trap?" <laughs> oh, Dave, we've always loved hanging out with you. Uh, can't believe we're humbled that you could come on and uh, and and take a little time away from your multitude of businesses and hobbies I, to ask I'm us. Coming in my slow season, I got nothing but time. Nothing but time. <laughs> so what do you what do you got for us? We're we're changing, the t- you know. You know, turning the tables a little bit, letting letting you guys ask us some questions. A little scared on this one. <laughs> We're not going to talk about Miata's the Florida Georgia line. Okay, let's just get that right Good. up front. Can Good. you fit in a Miata? No. <laughs> <laughs> my wife, my wife has a '71 uh, Beetle convertible, and when I move it around the garage, if I got to put it in reverse, I I got to hang my left leg up. <laughs> So <laughs> <laughs> how did you try putting me in his uh gt3 on the on the road tour i couldn't fit in the seat <laughs> how'd you not play college football i did uh, never mind yeah, of course yeah. he did and your son's playing ball too right like i i follow everything you know we're buddies i see everything you put on social media hell of a family guy your son's kicking yeah. ass too, right? Like he's yeah. My son's uh, actually his team's six and one. He's a junior in high school this year, and uh, his team just uh, won their league last week. And they got to play one more game Friday night to see uh, what their playoff seed's going to be. And ho- hopefully, they make a good run at a uh, Super Bowl. Where's he wanting to go to college? Uh, he's starting to think about that now. He wants to either stay somewhere in New England or be like out in Colorado. He likes to snowboard in the winter, so he wants to be somewhere, somewhere where he can uh, snowboard in the winter. No SEC schools, huh? No, I, I don't know if he's that good. You know, I, I don't think Nick Saban's calling him, but he's a big <laughs> boy. He's 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 six he's six four, uh, two hundred and fifteen pounds, and quick and athletic and. Uh, you know, he he'll he'll play somewhere. Six four two fifteen in the was he tight end? Yeah, uh, tight end DN, and then he they run a spread offense, so he plays a, a lot of tackle this year too. Yeah. I, the best of luck to your son. I've got a, I've got a sixteen year old son as well that <clears> has <throat> big aspirations and big dreams. Yeah. Best of luck to him as well. Best of luck to your son. I uh, having a son at that age is I, I sent my daughter off to uh, college this summer. And uh, let me tell you, having a son at 16 is a different, that's a different experience. That's a different yeah. experience. 
him and I having fun together, and, and he loves the cars too. He had his homecoming this weekend. He drove the bubble top to the uh, homecoming this weekend. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, I saw that and, dude. Uh, so he bad. said he said all the teachers are uh, were drooling all over it out in the parking lot. <laughs> I've <laughs> so, got a great relationship with my son. I want to ask you this: We, I love my son to death. I'm sure you do the same way. Do you think that at 16 you were as dumb? As, I, I don't think I at 16 I was as dumb as my son. Like there's things that he does. I'm like, what the fuck are you thinking? I did a lot of dumb shit when I was 16. <laughs> he's, he's way more responsible than I was at okay. 16. Completely opposite to me then. Yeah. I did yeah. some dumb shit too, but yeah. I did a lot of dumb shit. <laughs> uh, what are learning experiences? Yeah, learning experience. Life lessons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm uh, not gonna comment stuff, on guys. any of that. Are, are you, <laughs> you're done. You're you don't want to add anything. He's fully loaded. It's just <laughs> yeah, I'm the dumb shit category. Like I'm in a, I'm in another, I'm on a whole nother level than we'll you talk, guys. We'll, we'll, like, talk like, off, so we'll talk off yeah. air on that. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk over over whiskey and uh, absolutely. And you going you going to SEMA, Dave? Uh, I am not planning on it. Uh, oh, actually, before I answer that, are you guys having a party or not? Is that yeah. your question? Man, everybody's asking That's that. That's the third Damn time it. tonight. Damn That's it. the third time tonight. If now we're having a party, I'll book a flight tonight. We're not having a party, but we can party. We can yeah. party. Yeah, you can All fly right. out there. We can still party. All right. Chris okay. isn't. I talked to Chris today. He said he's not coming out. He's going yeah, fucking he's poker coming. running. You know, he's going on a bunch of race boats. So way, yeah, he's all, way more. He's bags. all about the race boats. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I might sneak out there. I, I just did that, uh, that week in the Midwest with Barrett Jackson and I'm taking a little weekend trip with the wife in a couple weeks to Charleston, South Carolina. If I can sneak a couple days in, uh, in Vegas, you might see me out there. I might call I might text you or Phil for a wristband or something. Uh, we got you, man. We can make it coming out. out. You're going to, you. you're going to fit right in in Charleston, South Carolina with that accent. Let me tell you. They're gonna be like, "Oh, you're local." Yeah. <laughs> what do you? What I, again? Humble that you could come on. What What do you got for us tonight? We're a little. We're a little. Well, I wrote down a couple couple questions uh, for you guys, and uh, you know we've talked a lot before, but uh, just just one for fans out there and listeners. Uh, you know, you guys pride yourselves on building chassis and cars that are expected to be driven. And you guys have been doing it for a good amount of years now. Do you see any of your build the chassis around that, you know, have a hundred thousand plus miles on them? Uh, and how are they standing the test of time and how are they holding up? Sure. We've got, we had a guy that was, he was a hundred thousand plus. Don? Yeah, well, that was one. Yeah, we've got one. We're actually an older Roadster shop chassis that's well over a hundred K. Um, Chris Jacobs, he's up there. I mean, he's got Jeff Greening's got what yeah. 60, 70,000? Yep. 60, 70,000. I'm I'm rounding 15k on my legend truck. Um we've not got quite there. Well, no, yeah, not quite there, right? Yeah, but, it's, but, it's, but it's but it's but it's but it's but it's fresh. Um Dave Garfield, I mean, on like his Camaro, that thing's got to be 40s, 50s. It's up there. We got to be up there around 40k. Right. Um the 55 probably has that entire rear tire speed. Right. Yeah. The bubble top that you got from Dave is it's gotta have what fifteen? Uh I got nineteen thousand miles 19. on it now. Right. I got my sixty six impala. I got uh like eighty seven hundred miles on that and it's been through seventeen states already. 
So, I mean, the, honestly, who better to ask than you? Like, what what's wrong with the? Are there like bushings falling out of the bubble top? Is there anything nothing. that's coming apart? Is it nothing? It honestly, that stuff like there's nothing from a like a bushing standpoint or a chassis standpoint that you're gonna lose. I mean, you might lose like a dust shield on a on a rod on a tie rod end or something, but. Right. You did all that stuff, like the Delrin bushings and everything, and the way that stuff was designed, it was designed to be punished, right? So if you're punishing it on a track, going out like highway miles, it's it's effortless, you know? Absolutely right. effortless. So and I was actually thinking about it this morning as we get in like the legend truck stuff, which I know you got one on the way. I'm driving this morning, so I'm heading to the gym, you know, because I work out, right? Obviously, Josh. Great tie in. Yeah. So I'm heading to the gym this morning. It's pouring rain. It's still dark out. He still managed to make it. And I'm going, I'm going, I'm going around a corner and I like on the side street, like 40 miles an hour. And I dip Tom's get stuck. No, I, I I dip a tire off. It's a narrow little road. I dip a tire off and just murder this like gnarly pothole, you know? And it doesn't even like, you don't even think twice about it because I know, I know everything that we've put into the chassis. And I just shrug it off and pull that thing right back onto the road. Like, granted, maybe I was texting. Maybe I was doing something I shouldn't have been doing. But at any rate, I dropped a tire up the fucking road. And you just know it's designed to take, like, punishment. Wind must, wind you know? must be blowing hard. It's the front wheel, dude. <laughs> and sometimes those, that wind to get a side gust. Yeah. Get get carried you. away. Fuck you guys. Hate you guys. <laughs> But it's, I mean, the stuff's figured in, like, you look at, like, a spec chassis, so you get up into there, like, you start piling that mileage on, you'll, at some point, 20,000 miles, you're gonna have to start looking at some control arm bushings, and stuff like that, but, you know, a fast track Delrin bushing, that thing's going forever, it's never gonna quit. You've, you're a veteran of them, and I hate to, I, I even hesitate bringing it up, because we've talked about it so many times on this, excuse me podcast about the road tours and you know is exact exactly you gonna what I'm make it say. through this question I apologize man he's gonna uh, have a fucking heart attack uh holy shit on being on the road tours when you're doing them it's not just the driving you know for long distances and stuff <clears> it's <throat> the fact that you're driving them like a normal car there's always a situation that you're about that you put the car in that you didn't think you were about to put the car in I remember way oh, yeah. back in the day, you know, driving, we had George's Impala, you know, for the maiden. I thought you were talking about, yeah, I thought you were going to go to the, uh, the Mustang where you're trying to jump it. Oh, the, yeah. Well, we do that too. <laughs> okay. But I mean, New Orleans, right? We're going in like the sure. fifth, the fifth level of the parking deck. And it's, it's basically like a 60 degree angle, you know, to try to get over. And you, you high side the thing, or you're driving down the road and, and you're, you're running like six, six deep, you know, six guys running and somebody wants to hop off the side of the road. Well, by the time it gets to your time, you know, it's not not really a great pull, place to pull over, you know, so it's off in the gravel or it's this or you, you put the vehicle in situations that you would never do on basically a daily basis. Right. And at the same time, you're kind of like you've already put in your head that it's going to get road uh, road grime. It's going to get rock chips. It's going to get bugs. It's going to get this. And I'm I built this car to enjoy it and enjoying it on this road trip is what I'm going to do. But you do all that kind of stuff, and then every now and then you're kind of like, oh, uh, I bet that did, wasn't great. You know, I bet that wasn't good. And then you get back, and you want to do a detail. You get it on the, on the lift, whatever, and you're looking, and you're like, oh, 
It's all good. Yeah, everything's everything's good. Yeah, no big yeah, deal. I mean, I was waiting to see where that came around. I'll tell you what, I learned I learned some lessons on this Midwest tour. I mean, to give you a quick two minute story, Chris finished that sixty six for the twenty twenty road tour. We had three hundred mile test miles on it and shipped it to Atlanta. Uh, did that tour, came home. You know, it was like whatever twenty five hundred miles. Drove it a little bit more, put it away, forgot about it for the winter. Drove it a little bit the next summer. Uh, did the Chicago tour where we came to your place. Yeah, everything was all good. But, like, Chris just got it done. Like, he had the exhaust dumped out the rear tires. Like, just, you know, we didn't really, like, get it back in the shop and button it up. And then I did this Midwest tour. And also, like, I built that car to be running around New England. You're not... We, I think we had a 370 rear in it. You're never going more than 100 mile an hour out here in New England. Well, we got out in Colorado and Utah, and everybody wants to run 110, 120 miles an hour, and I'm 370 rear end, you know, running 3,700 RPMs for an hour at a time, hour and a half at a time. 350 gears, man. It, well, as soon as we got home, I sent it to Chris. I had him put... I had him finish the exhaust, put resonators on it, a couple catch cans here and there, put a 330 uh, rear in it, and and the car is money right now. I had a, we're in those high elevations. I started running a little lean, <clears throat> pushing some oil through the rings. Uh, ended up being a, a valve cover was too close to a coil and it was grounding out. Simple fix, but uh, definitely learned some things on that Midwest trip. Um, and I've been driving the car the last week, and it is unbelievably super dialed in right now. There's there's no other way to replicate those things than to get out there and do them. Than to get out there and yeah. do them, you know. And it's fun I, when you're doing it with other shops and other guys that all feel the same way, and you're all kind of like, we're in this together. We're gonna have fun. We're you know, and very lim very rarely do the you know problems pop up, and it's usually something simple, right? Um, but you have some of the most fun. When it is solving something simple, it's like, oh, you know, valve cover bolt backed out or whatever it was, you know, and you're hanging out on the side of the road and doing that. And, and you learn, you, you learn so much and having a lot of fun. The one problem I had on the 66 from, uh, we were going through Utah from, uh, we were going from Salt Lake heading to Wyoming and we're, you know, running about 100 miles an hour on those highways and it's all up and down these big hills. I lost my brakes. That's not and good, dude. No, not good. Oh, yeah. Not good. So I, I called Jesse and Troy, and we get off the next exit. We pulled over into a Taco Bell parking lot, and it ended up being uh, uh, a brake line fitting nut was uh, rubbing against uh, the coil on the rear end, and it just spun the nut off, and I, and I lost brake fluid. And it was like a simple fix. We fixed it in the parking lot. You know, I had... <laughs> Troy Gutchell and Jesse Greening, uh, you know, do a little side of the road repair uh, in a Taco Bell parking lot. We're back up on the road in 20 minutes. That's awesome, man. That's, that's part of the, that's all part of the experience. Those road tours are super cool with that. Like the first time we met, met you, we were out uh, doing one of the tours. I remember you guys, uh, you ate up a belt, like a supercharger belt or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hadn't even met you yet, but it's all hands on deck, you know? It's yep. like, well, we're going to figure this Oh, we're going to, somebody's finding an auto parts store. We're getting a belt, you know, and we're going to get this thing back on the road. That 
Road tours are kick ass. For Everybody that. that's in business now that's building cars and customers that want to enjoy the, their investments, you need to do it. I know we, I, I, again, hate to keep harping on it. It's that big of a deal to us. We have that much fun and you learn that much. And it's like, as soon as you show up at that first hotel, that first dinner, when you're about to start, you check all egos at the door. Nobody gives a shit about who is building who for what, for when, for where, what awards. We're all making a destination and we're going to have a shit ton of fun along the way. And, that, and you're all in it together. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So you said you had a couple questions, Dave. Is that the, <laughs> yeah. well, is that the one and only or what else you got? Well, I wanted, uh, oh, and then the other thing, and you know what? <clears throat> I'm going to ask you the question and I think I'm going to, I think I know the answer to it already, but. There's so much cool technology available right now with SolidWorks, 3D printing, et cetera. The cars are also over the top nice. And if you can dream it up in your head, it can become a reality. Yep. The Grand National, Rogan 69 Camaro, Garfield's 55. Those cars are perfection in my eyes. My question is, what are you guys going to do for an encore? How do you top what's already been accomplished by you guys and other people in the industry? Um, and then I just, you know, saw the teasers for uh, the truck. The Ring Brothers are, uh, oh yeah, are, are gonna drop a seamer, and I'm like, okay, that's what's next. Yeah, fuck those guys, right? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I think that's what motivates everything. Yeah. Is like someone comes out and raises the bar, and then like ten or fifteen guys look at that, and they need to raise the bar, and it just kind of keeps going up. It's motivation, not you're gonna do something better than them you're just inspired by what they did and want to try to right. just build the next thing i don't know what I that mean, is yet it's probably coming out of his head but yeah i mean i remember the first time i saw garfield's 55 i was like wow wow i, I haven't been blown away by a car in a long time and that car really blew my hair back and then i saw the grand national yeah and uh and i was well, well you know, dude, give us some fuck? time. The Grand Nationals like just finished, right? Yeah. Like, so the thing about, I mean, you made mention of like SolidWorks and everything, and those cars are pretty good examples of that. You know, those both Garfield's car and that Grand National, those are cars that started full blown like in the computer. You know, like everything was based off of scans. They like Mike up in engineering crushed it, right? Like there's a model of every single thing on both of those cars. So you're looking at like a radiator, you're looking at an overflow, you're looking at a, like an overflow line. Nothing's by accident. Like nothing's, there's nothing, right. every single piece, like down to a wire, a firewall pass through a nut, a bolt, that stuff was all figured on those cars. And they don't look at like, I mean, the grand national maybe does, but Garfield's car was a survivor, you know? So it, maybe it doesn't look at, at a glance, but, there's a read like, you know, you've got like three sixteenths of clearance between the water pump pulley and the fan. Like, yeah, we know that we knew that ahead of time. Right. Because that whole radiator module is totally prefigured. And we know we're splitting hairs on the hood latch too, because that 55 hood rolls around. So all that stuff was so well engineered ahead of time. Right. So th there's been like a major shift on cars like that of starting it in the engineering department. And it's like, you know, coming out of like me and Mike sit down and we take all the parts, pieces, we take the idea and bam, you bring it together. And then there's enough style that's placed on it 
when we move it through to like the design department with Chris, where he's putting all the fucking sex on it. But then like Phil right. said, the next level is like, all right, we're doing something really cool. Well, fuck the ring brothers just, yeah, just came in and shit yeah. all over that. Right. They just drop a absolute <clears throat> heater, you know? So right. that's totally what the industry needs because I don't know. I, I can't tell you what's next, but I know that that car's like so over the top. I'm super proud of the Grand National and everything we've done on it. How that yeah. stands up against that crazy over the top build the rings have done. I don't know, but we've got one. We've got one like queued up. It's designed. It's ready to roll. It just takes like, I don't know. How's business doing, dude? Like, <laughs> yeah. like there's the sales. Sell. <laughs> like sales pretty strong. Like where are we at? You know? trap like, logo. Yeah. No, right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've got we've got one that I think would be in my mind it's you know it's the swan song for the roadster shop. It's uh yeah, it's it's that one that's way over the top, but it takes right. the right customer that can right. you know trust you to just cut loose on it. But uh yeah, man, I mean it's a it's a badass industry. It's just we'll see what happens oh, after SEMA this year. I, I hope to be it, super motivated and like impressed. It, even that uh that that 79 Camaro you guys just finished that that white one man that thing is dude the interior on that thing is awesome yeah that was it, our it just dude our boy Miranda built so Miranda he's uh you met him you met Jeremy Miranda uh no I don't think so so we're trying to push him and push him to come out on these road tours because great buddy of mine awesome shop. He's absolutely crushing it. He's gotten into the interior game. He did the interior on that car down there. I mean, that thing's obviously way edgy, right? Powder blue with like 80s, you know, suede yeah. inserts in the seat. But yeah, he did a hell of a job on it, man. And he's he's right in that click. Like he he's such a cool dude. I mean, you you totally dig him. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, man, Dave, I appreciate it. Glad you uh could take time out of the your busy schedule and the cape. I'm gonna have to get. I always get time for you guys. Hey, <laughs> and either I'll, I'll fly out to you guys for an episode. No, we're, yeah, yeah. we're coming out there. When's it's already the, been decided. When's the best time of year to come out there and visit? Uh, you know, the most fun is in the summer, June, July, August, September. Uh, I know Ed's got the. Uh, <clears throat> he told me the tour next September is starting in Boston. Uh, are you going to host a meal or what's yeah, up? Yeah, he, he wants us to host host a dinner or a lunch or something at the trap one day. So yeah, maybe we we coordinate all that. Maybe and we work coordinate it a, uh, a yeah. podcast episode into that. Hell Absolutely, yeah. I look forward to it. All right, Appreciate boys. it, man. Thanks, Had dude. A great time. Good catching Thanks, up, man. Enjoy Thanks. that notch. Absolutely, Absolutely man. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, bro. <laughs> Later. Later. Hey guys, how's it going? What's up, What's up Bradley? Not too much. Um, I was making myself more nervous. I failed public speaking in college. Don't tell my mom, but um, <laughs> Dude, have you? So, have, have you ever listened to us? <laughs> We're really yeah. bad. Yeah, we fail. Um, we fail it weekly. Yeah, I uh, I've just caught up with the uh, the last episode this morning. Um, I I would say you're probably uh, your hardest critic. So. <laughs> Uh -oh. <laughs> um, oh boy no no i, I really away. enjoy it 
So um, I have two questions um, sure. if there's time for the second one, but um, I, I noticed that you guys bring up how jobs cost money or you donated time um, yeah. on a job. And so I was curious if you could kind of um, walk us through or um, what do you call it? Just uh, I can't think of the word, but how do you guys go about quoting custom work? You know, like I know it can be tricky or I, uh, my understanding is and, um, and also really expensive when you're not doing a production run of something. So I was kind of curious how you guys go about that if you have a system in place to help do something like that. Um, I see we base a lot of stuff on prior builds. Um, the, the parts wise is fairly easy to get a pretty close ballpark number on. Um, the labor and the custom one-off stuff is where it kind of can can have some uh, some range. And honestly, a lot of these things really kind of tend to get personalities and grow along the way. So it's hard to upfront put a uh, a dead set number on it because it, it, twofold. Once you get into the car and strip it down to bare metal, it's never what you thought it was going to be. And right. then on top of that, the projects always evolve and we get inspired customers get inspired what you thought you wanted at the beginning six eight months later isn't exactly what you want now and you know you started doing a few things and that leads into a few more things so they kind of grow and evolve a little bit okay so it's mostly an experience thing though on your guys part yeah i mean yeah. to read a little bit of, i guess into your question i hope i'm not reading too much into it it's it has evolved over time um back in the day you're you're getting your name we've talked about this building your business card getting out there <clears throat> you would kind of work with that customer and figure out what their budget was you know and what you could think you could do it for um you may agree on something you know you may you know give a range um knowing that you're probably gonna have to donate a lot of your time to get it to the level that you wanted to get it to right Yeah, because you want to build a right three hundred thousand dollar car and yep. they're in for a two hundred thousand dollar exactly car. right and and at that point you know you maybe have um <clears throat> very limited employees um but you're you're also putting your own time in into it so you're not paying yourself but you're working to do what needs to be done to make up that extra because you're wanting to get your business card out then fast forward you start getting the name you do that you start either quoting less or built or quoting a little higher than what you know what the last one was because you knew what it took you to do that but like to phil's point every time a customer is like okay let's we're, we're in for this as soon as they're a part of that process they want to make it a little nicer right so you make it a little nicer and you do this well i know you did this on the last one and that's what you quoted me the price for but can we do this that's a little bit nice what would you like to do so you do that and maybe you donate a little less you know or you get to that point where you you have that com uh, conversation and that honesty with that customer and everybody's on the same page and you talk about from the very get-go that there is no quotes there's ranges this is how much this one cost this is how much this one costs this is how much this one cost what yours is going to cost should be around this for what we're talking about and then as you start going through those for a few months and stuff like that and the guy's like hey i know we talked about ls3 and t56 now i want abrams tank motor and 3000 <laughs> horsepower you know and this well hey you realize that now we've upped the budget right that's costing x amount of more dollars oh yeah no problem i'm a, i'm on board and and everybody understanding that you're when along the way when you're adding things you're adding money um 
I guess that's the three differences, you know, from the, from the infancy to as you're growing to kind of where it is now and having that. It, we, it, am I wrong? Uh, the Abrams tank motor you're wrong on, I think. It was, yeah. you know, for a we we <laughs> have set up Tri-5 Chevys for tank motors, though. Ever? What's the one, the one dude? That was a, like a W24. Yeah. It sounds like a tank it's motor. It's a fucking tank yeah. motor. Yeah. Right. But 24. Uh, it's, it's way different when you start. One, you've become smarter. But at the same time, you've got a body of work that you can, that you can talk about and show. You know, when that, when that first, you know, first or second or third customer comes in, it's a completely, I wish there was an easier answer. It's a completely different way of doing business than it is after your 20th or 30th customer. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I guess that question came from, I've kind of got my feet wet in uh, low volume manufacturing and prototyping and uh, got the opportunity to manage a couple shops doing that. And it's really like pragmatic, you know, you learn, okay, it takes about this long to fit in tax, so on and so forth. But this is like, you know, more of an art than anything. And it's how do you quantify that with some amount of knowledge? So, um, yeah, it's like, you know, obviously people wouldn't be doing it if, uh, or in business, if there was no profitability in it, you'd just be like scraping by every time and you'd eventually have to find something else. So I guess that's kind of where that came from. But, um, now what you say makes sense. Um, so maybe eventually I'll figure that one out and, um, <laughs> Figure out how much then, you lost in the last one so you can quote the next one better. Yeah. Well, so speaking of uh, losses, um, this one's kind of a new question, but from a couple episodes ago, I can't remember who said it, but it was brought up really briefly. Briefly, like if you're if you're making a business plan, like throw it throw it in the trash. And um, and I listened to that right as I finished like the first draft of like my plan. <laughs> sure. And I was like, no, don't tell me that. Like yeah. and. So I was curious, um, like, I guess a little bit more about what you meant by that. And um, I understand, you know, need to be flexible. But, um, you know, what I've been taught was without a plan, you kind of are just like a leaf in a stream. And so at least if you have an idea of where you want to go, you can actively work toward that um, with what you're doing every day. So um, I felt like I had to ask about that one as well. Cause I was like, yeah, sure. I just put all this time into that business plan. And yeah, I think that, I mean, that's, that's very, it's very involved that the answer to that, like for us, I would say like for us, we, we say throw the business plan, like out, throw it out the window, right? Our, the, our business hundred percent came from, just having an absolute passion for building the best possible thing we can possibly build. Like, I mean, we had a vision, right? Have a vision, like hundred percent right. have a vision. There's a difference between of the direction you're going. But if you have like, if you have a business plan of like, you know, like this is what I'm going to be doing on said day. I'm going to have X amount of employees. I'm going to be in like this particular facility we're going to have this product line and this is the revenue that it's going to generate. Like that's, that's, that's very difficult in the hot rod industry. Like if you're looking at manufacturing, right. sure. hundred percent. Right. Like. Yeah. We're have more a, of a figure shit out, make it happen approach. Uh, yeah. Right. It, it's a, it's evolved. Like for us, it's, it's, it's really funky, you know, like. I'd look at it as like a going on a, going on a trip. There's, the direction to California from here is west, right? So knowing that you're headed west, 
is a is a direction and a plan, right? But the exact roads and every single exit and every single gas stop and you know all of the guardrails and all of the tolls figured out. That's that's probably business planning it too much. Knowing you're headed west and always making sure that no matter what you're doing, you're some way along the way headed west, you know, but being able to, hey, we can hop off and grow Route 66 for, you know, 30, 40 miles. And then we're going to hop back on the interstate and all that. We're still headed west. We're still headed to California. But if you get so, um, I guess, planned and knowing that we're taking I-80 or whatever it is the whole fucking way. And those are guardrails. And no matter what happens, we can't get off of I-80. And, and, and you know what I'm saying? That having that yeah. cloud your ability to kind of think on the fly. There's a, a, I don't remember who said there's a quote, and I'm going to butcher it, but it was something like, be unrelentless in the vision, but be forgiving in the details and how you get there. Okay. That's so, no worse than I, how I butchered my made up. No, that was actually way better. Yeah, it was shorter. Yeah, it was significant. Yeah, all that crap so that you were was, spitting out. Yeah, yeah. Are, we st- are we still on the 80 or? <laughs> right. Yeah, we're we still headed? on the 80. No, we okay. got off. There's a clover leaf, right? We got a flat tire, <laughs> right? We're, but yeah, I mean, I think that's that's the vision, man. I mean, it's it's so difficult. Like when you're doing something creative and you're trying to be like an expert at your craft, like you have to put a lot more merit in honing the craft and being the expert at that craft and differentiating yourself from everybody else out there opposed to just sticking to said business plan. You know, I think like hot rod shop, like (laughs) if you're looking to build custom cars, hundred percent throw the fucking business plan in the garbage, right? If you've got a vision for a manufacturing based business, a product line, you've got something like that. Yeah. There's, there's some structure that you can adhere to, but, still like i think you've got you gotta you gotta run a little bit loose because it, i think you oh, sorry no go ahead i think you learn a, a ton along the way that you didn't have the experience and knowledge at the start when you're developing your business plan that will probably change your course significantly along the way yeah start getting better gas mileage along the way <laughs> sure um, for your trip for your journey <laughs> i mean i'm trying to dumb it down for a lot of people are a lot of people are not as smart right. as you guys. A lot of people are I guess, stupid like, like me. The, the, sim- the simple answer is that I, I don't see a lot of people in this industry that are super successful that have come into the industry with just a business plan, right? Like the, the guys who have prevailed, right. the guys who are at the absolute top, the winners, the guys who have been successful. I had no idea what they, they're doing they, Yeah, they, right. They've been all guys that have just not a clue, right? They just got in and they were grinding and they just, round their way all the way to the top. I don't know anybody that I've sat down with that said, oh yeah, like this is what I presented to the bank and this is what I'm still adhering to. Like, honest to God, I don't know a single one. Yeah, I guarantee you nobody has ever gotten a bank loan in this industry and told the bank exactly what their plan was (laughs) because that shit wasn't getting a loan. And also, in full disclosure, don't take our advice for running a business. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, no, I mean, yeah. Or take take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. Yeah, a yeah, couple yeah. grains here and there. Yeah. Um, right, you got to stick to your guns to some extent. So, like, you know, we're throwing out, right. that, like, this, is, this was our path. This is what we've done. This is the people that we know that have done big things. But if you've got something that you're passionate about, 
and like you right. got to believe in yourself you know like yeah 100 percent. so if you've got if you've got a direction you've got something in mind dude fucking rock it out you know yeah i think that's a like one of the biggest takeaways that i've heard come up in like episode and episode is like if you have an idea for something like go and make it you know and and going back to some of the things i've heard from other bosses is um like doing anything like doing something is better than doing nothing you know a lot of people get frozen and like oh i have this idea but like how do you start it's like literally doing anything is better than standing there thinking about it yeah so get backed into a corner and then you're forced to figure it out yeah As, yeah and then uh i mean i don't know i'm <clears throat> i don't think there's any language uh issues here but uh the words from uh my last boss was like if you're going to fuck it up, fuck it up fast. Cause then at least you learn from it and you didn't waste a bunch of time doing it. <laughs> that's really that's pretty that's solid. Really good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hurry so, up and get to figure yeah. out that you right. do it wrong. Lesson. Oh yeah. I mean, yep. I'll, I'll compound that with something somebody told me was that like, do something, even if it's not right, you know, which speaks to what you just said. At least you're like, moving. Yeah. Mix all that up together and you got something. <laughs> right. Right. What, what direction are you headed? I mean, where are you looking to go that you, you've obviously got, You've written down a business plan. You've got something shaken. What What are you looking to do? Where are you yeah. looking to go? Um. So, I mean, cu custom cars to an extent. Like, I didn't have a business plan. Um. That came from again my last boss, who was very, very planned out. Like, had a path for where where the company was going. Um. Great boss, and that was basically what I took away from him. But I stumbled into um a small business of my own. Like, I have a 70 GMC three quarter ton uh, sure. pickup. And I was like, can I fit a, a 42 gallon suburban tank under the bed, like behind the axle? And so I did that and couldn't, I didn't want to put the filler in the middle of the bed. So I made these like little fuel fills that fit up against the stake pocket and um, posted a couple pictures like, Hey, you know, look what I made on uh, a Facebook group. And like, I was inundated just like messages and then that led to like okay well i'll do this a little bit and then i made like some shock mounts and then a, again like a bunch of people and so um i really it was from building stuff for myself and i kind of took a break i changed jobs and didn't really have time to do that and um then i uh, i top popped the the engine in the gmc like a few months ago and kind of put a put a damper on things um so the engine's back out of it and i was like well this isn't exactly how i would do it like the whole goal is just like make it run um go have fun in it and uh and so engine came out and it's kind of like snowballed again and now it's um okay let's put cantilever four link underneath the bed and this and that and you know just see see what i can do kind of like what you guys are saying like i um cut my teeth as a TIG welder, mostly in fabricator um, at a shop in the Bay Area and um, had a lot of cool opportunities like welded aerospace titanium up there. And um, that was just like a project on my own time. Like I've always been into cars, like ever since I was a little kid um, and I just kind of like went off the deep end with it. So um, ideally, I would love to build full vehicles, but um, you guys have said it over and over again, like you you can't just like expect someone to say, Hey, here's my car. Here's a big budget. And so I kind of, the whole idea was like, well, I, I got these parts and like, I'm going to focus on selling some of these parts to fund a little bit of the dream and, um, see, see what happens from there. What's your so. day job? 
<laughs> so I, I was an operations manager at a um, manufacturing on-demand company in Southern California, and I put in my notice, and now I'm currently fun employed. So you're uh, sitting on my welding table, and I'm just like cranking nice. out some customer parts right now. Hell yeah. So I have no day job, and uh seemed like a good opportunity to like, okay, let's kind of... Um, I know this know. is going to seem like horrible advice. There's a lot of shops in the Bay Area that we know of. Everybody in this industry right now is trying to hire, right? And if you've got dreams, whether I don't care if it's, you know, a year, two years, five years, whatever it is, you're going to build cool cars and all that stuff. Go work at a shop. Yeah. Go work at a shop. Yeah, actually, I, uh, do you not agree? It, it certainly doesn't hurt to gain, like you're going to gain experience that you can apply to whatever business you plan to like if if you're if you have your mindset on running a business like absolutely like there's there's some good shops there's some bad shops you might learn some great things you might learn some things of like what not to do but it it doesn't hurt be upfront and honest with them it doesn't Don't hurt tell to them that you're going to be there for 25 years and stuff like that and then in 2 years you're going to go start your own shop tell them exactly what your dreams aspirations wants needs all that kind of stuff are um you, you never know what that shop is going to be in need of, whether it be part-time, full-time, whatever, and what you're going to learn along the way and also feed your passion while doing it. I think at the end of the day, right. like you could take bits and pieces of what we've done, what other guys have done and work your way through it. You know, like nobody who's successful has followed like in this anybody. industry anyway, has followed anybody's path. So take little bits and pieces use it for what it's worth we're not like the holy grail like don't yeah don't, don't follow our path like do your thing man if like if yeah. you've got a skill set let let that fucking flourish and it's gonna turn into something you know just sure that's, that's the best i can say right that was like the majority of what we've kind of wanted to cover in the podcast is how all these shops and builders have got started and how they turned into something so we can kind of share that with everybody and I don't know, get inspired and do more cool shit. Yeah. Not for or like a clear cut path, but just like all of a the width different of paths. knowledge. Yeah. Right. All the different Everyone's paths. been different. Yeah, no, it's definitely uh it has been eye opening, And I mean, that's something else I've noticed is there's no one, one right way to do it. So it's, I mean, that's really what got me into it. Um, don't get me wrong. I like, love your guys' work. And uh, when I saw that you guys were doing a podcast, I was like, oh, I got to listen to that. Cause I was getting tired of the music on Spotify sure. every day, you know? <laughs> um, but no, I, uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys taking the time to, to chit chat. For Absolutely, sure, man. That man. No, was awesome. It. Awesome talking to you. Dude. It's an honor. If you're at a show next time you see us come, uh, come introduce yourself, say hi, love to meet you in person. Alrighty. Thanks dude. Sounds good good to meet you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, hey guys. Oh, hey, what's up? What's going on? What is up? I just jumped in and heard you guys talking about Dakota Digital. And as you can see, I got their banner up. We see, nice. we see Dakota Digital. We see Mothers, all the great brands. Yep. AccuWare is back there. And then, yep. Bag Patina and all the other great, great guys. Well, we, we have, we have we'll a limited roadster shop one. We do have to send a roadster shop uh, banner. So we'll have to, you have to DM us your address and we'll get you a roadster shop banner for that wall. 
if you want. Yeah, <laughs> I would love that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have we have a limited amount of females uh, on the podcast for this year. Maybe that'll change next year. But for this year, yeah, I would say that you're number two, right? Yay! <laughs> you're number two. Welcome. Uh, so welcome. Um, we're we're humbled that you could take some time out um, to uh, to ask us some questions. But first, why don't you introduce yourself? Um, some some of the guests tonight we've known. Some of the guests have been complete surprises. So we're getting to know them um, as they come. So tell us about yourself. Um, so I'm Elisa Kay. I've been in the car scene forever. Um, I got in the car scene because my mom built cars with her husband and I just kind of rolled into it. Um, I, my first actual hands-on build was a 65 Cadillac Coupe de Ville that I took to SEMA with United Pacific in 2017. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then since then I've just been kind of, uh, looking for my next build. I don't know yet. Cause I was going to build a 70 C 10 and then I also had a 62 Lincoln, but, um, I didn't continue on those. You know how they, that goes, you just get a bunch of things. And then before you know it, you have 10 cars and then you're just like, I don't know. Like, so, <laughs> So, um, but then other than that, I'm looking for my next build and hopefully my next build will be inside at SEMA. So right on. So are you doing this like for a living? Is this what you do day to day? Do you have a day job? What's your, what's your story as far as hot rod building? Um, yes. Uh, no. So my day job is I work at a, um, Pilates studio during the day. And then I also work at a gym part-time. So it, what, what is your question? For us today is is that is the SEMA what do you, what should you build for SEMA is that your question or do you have something else um no I just because I know SEMA is on everyone's mind right now you're kind of in the SEMO SEMA and Dino's get down crunch so um I just wanted to know what was your first first SEMA build like what what made you pick that car and made you just like this is it yeah that's that, a good question that is a good question I don't know that there was ever anything that was like a dedicated SEMA build, was there? Can you think of? I mean, where's no, the, the first... first car we debuted at SEMA was the Orange Chevelle. Where was that? That was in somebody's booth. Yep, right there. It was where it was at. It was in Hot Rod Alley. <laughs> I remember it was like yeah. way I mean, back. Um, the the one that stands out, like we've we've brought a lot of stuff out to the SEMA show. The one that stands out to me is the Rampage Camaro that okay. uh, we brought that out. And we were like, you know, we were kind of like trying to find our place and like, what can you do? Like, I guess we were maybe like pandering a little bit to like uh, some of the bigger brands, you know, so right. that, that wasn't necessarily like a GoPro build, but we branded it. We, we hooked up with GoPro. We had a good contact there. We got it in GoPro's booth, so we branded it. We put some GoPro stuff on it, and uh, okay, I don't know, maybe that helped. Like, but that was like jumpstart after you jumpstart the you, car. You were, We've been out there to see yeah, like you were, you were building yeah, cars a number of years. Like that for, that, that's but, the diff. I think, right. but that was that was the one starting out. That was the one that seemed that was the one that was the first one that popped. And you were right? happy to like, get a car at SEMA. You weren't doing yeah, right. builds. Yeah, you're building something and hoping that another vendor right. recognized that and wanted that in there. Yeah, that someone would pick you up. 
Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So you got to <laughs> yeah. swing for the fences and build the best you can and reach out yeah. to all the contacts on your back wall there. And you uh, look for the, you look for the hook. You do something that's unique. You don't try to do, you always do better than everybody else, but you don't try to do a better version of what everybody else is doing. You look at what the new frontier is. Yeah. You look at doing something think- different. When you look at the right. hot, when you look at the hot rod industry, like the guys that are doing the classic cars, the hot rods, the trucks, the stuff, you know, sixties, seventies, thirties, forties. I don't know of anybody that's building said SEMA car. You know that that that's a respectable car. They're building a car right. for a customer. They're building a car for somebody, and then they're bringing mm-hmm. it, bringing it to SEMA. It's not built for the intention of like SEMA. You know, if you if you're going to build something, of that's, that's for like the lighting company, you know, or the tire yeah. company. It's probably not going to be real good. But you if, know? You're, if you're, if you're <laughs> wanting to break in, if you're wanting to break in and start and make a name for yourself and you're wanting to build the SEMA vehicle, I'm telling you, you need to start going up. I know you got AccuAir on, on your wall and stuff like that, but seriously, am I, am I not right? I mean, Blazer 67 yeah. to 72, I mean, vintage four wheel drive. I mean, you take that, that's, I'm giving you a little bit of nugget piece of advice of what, of what's you want to break in. That's a, what do you, so what do you have in mind? Where you like, where are you getting with this? Do you have a vision of like, are you trying to, you have a, like a SEMA vehicle that you want to build? Are you looking Um, for somebody to come? So currently, currently I don't have anything because I kind of had a pretty, um, major life event take place in the last 10 months of my life. So I don't currently have anything, but I'm definitely open to um, breaking into more um, sections. Like you said, like the off-road thing has great opportunities or, you know, you could go this way. Like there's so many avenues you can take to building a vehicle or whatever you're into, like even a Vespa you could build, you know, I mean, it's just like, there's so many avenues you can venture out to. So I'm just um, out there looking right now for my next next adventure, and I just wanted to hear. I like to hear people's stories, and and like you touched base on, you don't really build a vehicle or what have you for SEMA. You build it, and you hope you know you you get your group and yep. it takes off. So I guess I just wanted to just kind of get to know you guys and hear sure. kind of what your yeah builds things were. Like- yeah. Build something yeah. that is showcased at SEMA, but transcends SEMA. You know, it yeah. shouldn't live and right. die at SEMA. Of course. Are you going to be out there at SEMA this year? Um. Yeah, I, I think so. I was talking to some of my other buddies that are going, because um, usually I'm in a booth. I've worked in AccuWare's booth, and then my other companies that I've worked with were like Restomod Air, um, and then I tried... I was going to go with billet specialties, but they, that's right. When COVID happened and that year was crazy. So yeah, I'm hoping to go out there. Are you guys going to be out there too? We'll be we'll out be there. there. We'll have a booth or debut in a few new vehicles. So if you're out there, come by the booth, check us out. We'd love to meet you in person. Yeah, definitely. That sounds great. Awesome. Well, appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, thank you for coming on. And uh, yeah, actually had a really good question. Yeah. Pretty solid. Good appreciate to meet you. It. Nice to meet you. All right, guys. Thank Thanks. you. Your Thank show's you. great. Keep it awesome. going, and hopefully I'll see you guys in a few weeks. We appreciate it. Thank you. All right. One more caller. Let's bring him in. Special, special, special. All right. Here he comes. I don't like the name already. 
We got a lot. There's so many badass Jeremy's in this fucking industry. It's what's up? Jeremy. What's up? Oh shit! There he is. Am, I the, up, am I the last caller? You, you are. are. We said oh, the man, best. How for was last. it? It was really good, dude. This actually was really good. It was. It was nice. It really was. You guys see? You guys see what I'm wearing here? That's I do. That's, that's legit. A, yeah. It's a Roadster yeah. shop yeah. flannel special edition. I was wondering why you looked exceptionally nice tonight. I mean, you I always look good. You always look good, but you look like a little bit nicer tonight. I feel exceptionally nice. So you guys have been doing Q and A, huh? We have, been. yes, sir. Yeah, actually, it was a fun time. First time we've done this. Any any tough questions so far? No. Oh, just why aren't we having a roadster shop party this year? Yeah, that one came up a bunch. Yeah. We dropped the fucking ball like exponentially. Yeah, it's I didn't, seldom do we do it, but we did it this year. You realize that was completely so, organic that they asked that I know. times. I know. You guys did one. You guys give away a belt, right? We do. Or you did in the past. Yeah. See, that inspired us. This week, we did the chili cook-off here at Ironclad, and the winner gets a belt. We've been doing that for a couple of years, but I took that inspiration from you guys, just so you know. Oh, nice. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I got a question for you. Yeah. All right. Uh-oh. Do you believe in fate? Fate? Absolutely. absolutely. Fate. 100%. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, the reason why I ask is because, uh, you know, up until recently, I didn't believe in fate. But, you know, I, I got to tell you, I was so touched by this decanter. Oh, it meant so oh. much to me when I received what, it. What have you got there? What do you got? I'm, I'm glad we got that sent out. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, listen, I received this and I was I was I mean, I was in awe by it. First off, it, it looks like sits, you. The similarities usually, are uncanny. <laughs> <laughs> it usually sits back here so everyone can see it on all my uh on all my you know uh meetings and stuff and i get so many comments on it and i thought you know what could i ever do to repay you know i know phil you're the one who, who really found this but i was thinking what could i do to ever pay you you guys see this in all my meetings i was thinking how could i do something that everyone could see that would really just shout this is who we are sure. is so florida georgia other, line outside the door right now <laughs> i want to tell you this i want to tell you this the other day a couple weeks ago, I was I was perusing the internet and fate showed itself to me. So I dipped into my children's Christmas fund. Oh. And Phil, I got and listen, Phil, I got you something. Josh, go 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 ahead, Josh. I'm scared. There's a there's a little surprise downstairs. This Phil, is a, I want hey, you. this is a this is a big surprise. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. yeah. Hey, Phil, listen, I hope it your... is and it isn't what I think it is. <laughs> Phil, it's I a roadster shop fucking keychain. <laughs> I see that. In your showroom, you're going to have a beacon of fate for everyone who comes and sees you. And and uh and and the fate is that this thing showed its face to me and I just knew it was you when I saw it. So uh, you know, if you go downstairs. I just think you're going to love what you see. So we need to go downstairs and check this thing out, huh? <laughs> I mean, we can, yeah. Why, why don't you guys go down? Why don't, why don't you guys go down? I see you the know logo on the key. <laughs> we, does, that, does, that, does that give it away? The logo? Oh, just, just hold tight. Hold tight. There's a hey, little. You, guys, you know, why don't we do this? Why don't you guys go down? Uh, you, we can log back in. They, the guys will text me when, when to okay. log back in. You guys go down and enjoy yourself. All right. Phil, oh, Phil, boy. thank you, my friend. Oh, shit. Hesitantly saying thank you. <laughs> hey guys, Josh here. You probably know what Phil discovered waiting on him down in the Roadster Shop showroom. That's right, it's a Mazda Miata from the Ironclad crew. 
Check out our YouTube channel for the full reveal. What you'll hear next is Jeremy, Phil, and I stepping back into the studio after taking the Miata out for a few donuts and a little test drive. Don't forget to watch the full reveal at youtube.com slash roadstershop. And now, back to the show. Phil's beside himself right now, excited. <laughs> Phil's wiping away tears of joy. Yeah, for all that talk of him hating those things, you can't you can't hide the joy that's that's in his heart right now. Dude, I drove it for a minute. It sucks. It's the worst car to drive. I mean, I'll never drive one again. It's, <laughs> Phil loved it. Dude, he couldn't get him out of it. You couldn't peel him you out of that. You look like you car. had a smile on your face. No, though. not at all. Yeah, you look like you're having. No, some I was fun. just trying. I went to the one end of the parking lot. I was just trying to get back. No, you you look like you were having a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> This is Phil's daily driver. Yeah. I think the I mean it, it's in mint shape. It's in mint condition. It really I really hey, what is, like, what's the story with it? Because you see I'll Miatas come up for sale. Finished. They're usually like old like road race relics, right? They've all been ridden hard, put away wet. That fucker looks like it came out of like Uncle Terry's garage. Terry? Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> Uncle Terry had that. That thing is mint. All right, Jeremy's gonna tell the story about this. Because this Obviously, you had to pry it from some some widow's <laughs> storied hands. Was this from Emerson Fittipaldi's private collection? Or hey, listen, I I mean, formerly driven by Senna. Was, it truly was fake with this one. I saw it and I couldn't stop myself. I bought it and I came I came back to the to the ironclad office. I said, "Hey guys, I bought Phil a Miata," and they're like, they're like "What?" I said, "It's perfect. You don't understand. It's perfect." I I was. I was looking at this dude. This dude does custom. Uh, he sells all these. And uh, he's in Richmond. He's like two hours away from here. And he and he sells like Lamborghinis and all these things. And he's got yeah, so legit high custom. end fucking sports cars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got honest. legit high end stuff. And he had and he was he was that guy I was telling you guys about that I wanted to paint my Bronco. And I was looking. I was I was trying to get a hold of him to paint my Bronco. And I was going on his website. And it it was like the doves in the sky opened up and, and screamed when I saw it. And it That's what was I just when clicked I saw around. my first Miata. <laughs> I clicked around on it, and it was I'm not kidding. It was it was the the photos were so immaculate it was too hard to believe. So I called them and said, "Hey man, listen, I want to talk to you about painting my truck. But by the way, package that Miata up and send it." <laughs> and uh, he's like, uh, "Do you want to test drive it?" I'm like, "No, no, no, no. Just just package it up for me. Send me the paperwork." Uh, I want that thing. And, uh, and then we, I texted Josh and said, Hey, there's a Miata coming to your house. <laughs> yep. Hey, Josh called me over because he's like, I got to keep this thing in the garage. So like, I got to put my truck outside. So I come over and I look, I'm like, dude, you could turn it sideways and still get your truck in the garage. <laughs> hang it on the wall. We're like, hang the ladder in the front door. <laughs> well, uh, we do have, we do have one special announcement and that is, if you're listening to this episode right now, the moment that this episode drops, these shirts are available. Oh, fuck you guys. These shirts are available <laughs> on the Roadster Shop website. There's a very small run. I mean, this is a this is I a hope limited. Three. This is a limited. What is there? Probably like 25, Jeremy? There's not many. There's not yeah. many. There's and Dude, if that, you I'm that, telling that you what command, this is a piece that commands of, like Oh, these aren't gonna be cheap. Yeah, right. Yeah, (laughs) not just anybody can get. No, if you're listening right now, I'm gonna buy all of them. If you're listening, (laughs) you better go to the Roadster Shop website and pick you out one. There's gonna be very limited run. 
you know what, guys? I think that we can next day these to everybody, so they'll be out in time for SEMA. Also, oh, yeah. um, if, I'm, I'm trying to turn this gotta, to just catch a little glimpse dude, of it. I got a camera. fucking reputation to uphold like, here. Come on. <laughs> hey, listen, I wanted to figure out how to crane the thing up instead of the pool table, so when anyone came into the studio, they had to see it. But I, could, I couldn't figure out how to do that, so I just figured we'd get it to Josh's house. But I, I didn't know if the structure could hold it. I mean, it probably only weighs 600 pounds. <laughs> No, these two weaklings tried to lift it, and they couldn't get it off the ground. Oh, we lifted like eight yeah. inches. It's on tape. Well, well, listen, listen, guys. It's it's always a pleasure working with you guys. We've had a blast uh, over the past year working on this. And, it's and, been uh, awesome, man. And and this, you know, this is one little trophy that you guys can do whatever you want with this puppy. Um, so so you know, put multiple miles it on it as a daily oh, driver. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah, we'll be at yeah, Road America yeah. Sunday. <laughs> On, on the go-kart track. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. And fuck you at the same time. <laughs> Dude, it's been awesome. Can't, can't wait to see what season two holds and uh, look forward to it. Yeah. Can't, can't, uh, th- can't thank you enough. Likewise, guys. Enjoy it. And listen, Thanks, Bill, you might say you hate those things, but nobody can hide the joy. I've never seen you have so much emotion. Dude, my heart is racing so, right now. It's a, yeah, <laughs> it's still it's like, going. It's like a little kid on Christmas morning. Yeah. It's like he got his Red yeah, Rider yeah. BB gun. He did. Yeah. All yeah, right, guys. You enjoy very your much. night. Appreciate Later, it. Thanks, right, man. See you guys. Later. Oh. All right, bye. Uh, what, a, what a way to end the God, season. I don't know how we're going to start season two better than that. Well, there's no, there's, you That's, can't recreate that joy. I guarantee you can't. Uh, I can't. Yeah. You can say what you want to. That's it was, pure it and was utter fun. joy. Was we're we're going to recreate that joy tomorrow morning when there's sunlight. Yeah. And oh, it's and not raining. Yeah. Yeah. Whole day. yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah. I think the rain was key to getting the thing loose. I don't know that it'll break tires loose. And... Oh, I'll bet it will. Hey, guys, y'all go ahead and fly to SEMA. I've got another plans. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a bunch of it's just like a, it's a bunch of family stuff. It's a, a couple of group of guys, right. you know, and fellow enthusiasts. Yeah, don't even worry yeah, about we're it. Like we're a racing road trip. to SEMA. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like the shift or was heating up. I feel like maybe like a Delrin shift knob. Yeah. I thought I popped a like, tire with Noah. Did you? Heard a loud pop. Hmm. And it just kind of peeled over a little bit. So yeah, you might need something a little more. Shock pushing tire. Something a little more sporty. Is it, are those IRS cars or are they solid access? Yep. One of the two. If not one, then definitely the other. I'll tell you what it has. It has Mazda rear suspension. For sure. Still you know, they, bone stock. They lost me with that Sky Active technology. I don't know <laughs> who you are. I'm telling you what. He's, he's on another level right now. Oh, he's flying. Do you realize <laughs> after this podcast, everybody's laughing right now. After this, he's going to be seriously, this thing got fucking wet. Like, help me clean this thing off oh yeah right? let's a, put a fresh yeah, right. coat of carnauba on it hey is uh the detail guy still here yeah we'll get kilmer back out here but <laughs> phil's gonna be down there with the absorber <laughs> sucking that thing dry that's gonna get a, a nice uh, coat of carnauba wax in the morning big <clears> thanks <throat> again to everyone who called in took time out of their evening and uh asked some questions we met some new people we did we talked to some old friends uh great questions this is this was actually it's a lot of fun so it's going to be a long one. So bear with us. It is a long one, one, but I think this was a lot of fun. We should probably look at possibly maybe doing a better job in structuring this for next year. But I think this was, this is a good way of doing it. A mid season. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe a mid season extravaganza, if you will. Yeah. If we could bring like, more Miatas. Multiple I Miatas. Get a second yeah. Miata. <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah. Uh, thanks for again. Thanks again 
for everybody listening to Oil and Whiskey with the Roacher Shop, an ironclad original. If you like the show, be sure to leave us a rating and review. But let's face it, after 45 episodes, 46, 47, at this point, I'm just glad you're listening. Don't leave us a rating or review. Just thanks. Yeah, thank you. We'll see you again next week. <laughs> <laughs>